Good evening, good afternoon, and what? Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for taking your time away from Disney Plus to listen to us. Uh, my name is, or today is. <laughs> that right? Did you rhyme that on purpose? I sure didn't, but that's I did. right, folks. That was <laughs> well, incredible. So well. Um, I might be a little loud. He's a little loud. Am I um, a little loud? You're perfect. <laughs> okay, so back to the intro. Right, start over. <laughs> no, <laughs> today is Tuesday, November twelfth. Uh, it is currently one fifty-seven and about fourteen seconds. Um, Your I don't show seconds. No, it doesn't. Um, oh, no. So we are sitting here in Bob's office. It is a comfortable seventy-two degrees. And, yeah, so I'm Jake Mathis. I'm Jacob Bomber. And the next voice you hear belongs to the worship pastor here at Los Altos Grace. While that is more or less his official title, he actually does much more than that. I'm pretty sure the building would fall down if he wasn't around. He literally fixes everything, including the mic stand that I tried to set up a few minutes ago. He's an incredibly talented musician, a relatively new father, and it's awesome to have us have him here with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Ben. Well, hello and thank you for having me. This will be... Completely new to me. Excellent. Good. Our weekends. Uh, I said I was going to start, yeah, but I don't need that, to start. Yeah, why are you looking at me? Um, <laughs> I'll just start, I guess. Yeah, perfect. Uh, my weekend was uneventful. Um, Monday was a nice day because it was a weekend. Why did you start your weekend with Monday? Because I didn't do anything. You're going to backtrack? I didn't do anything the other well, day. I understand, but are you going to go Monday, Sunday, no, Saturday, I'm Friday? Say, I'm not covering Friday, Monday, Sunday. Wait, Friday... <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, because I didn't really do much. Um, Friday, we had a, a football game that that Valley lost, and um, I thought it was I it was fun. But I have a lot of questions for coaches. Um, t- uh, Saturday was literally I didn't do anything. Uh, I sat at home. Uh, I think I walked to the grocery store. Early. No, I walked to the grocery store on Friday. So yeah, I didn't do anything Saturday. Um, Sunday I went to church and then I watched some football. And then Monday we had office school, which is really nice. So I got, because it was Veterans Day. Thank you, old veterans, by the way. Uh, without you, we wouldn't be here. Well, probably. Um, so, and then Monday we went frisbee golfing and then we did a few things around. It was pretty, pretty good day. And then, uh, really what I want to talk about is, um, this morning at about 5 a.m. I woke. I awoke. I woke more excited than a kid on Christmas because Disney Plus finally launched, and I was able to watch The Mandalorian at about 5:30 in the morning before I went to school. Were you like awake enough and coherent enough to take in all of it? Yeah. So one thing that I didn't enjoy. I say that as if I've watched. I, I, watched I woke up at 5 a.m. and I was fully awake. I was annoyed. Like <laughs> I shouldn't be up this early, and there's no reason for me to be up. And I was just up, and I was fully awake, and I'm like, what else am I going to do? And I'm like, oh, it's time. So I went on the Xbox store. I downloaded it. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was ready. So I, I like, sat up. I, like, made my, my pillows, like, in a nice position so I was comfortable up against the back of my bed. And I, I put it on. I let it load, and then I, I signed in to my Disney+. Plus. I made my cool name. I think I said The Jake because I, I share my account with three of my friends. So I made it The Jake. And, um... So we got to, I got to finally enjoy Disney Plus for what it was, and The Mandalorian. Uh, it was so so good, and it gets me so excited because afterwards, one of my good friends that I haven't spoke to in a while, she she sent me a message. She's like, "How do I watch Star Wars?" And I said, "Oh, don't worry, I got this." So I gave her like a full like three paragraph text on my walk home from school about 
how in what order to watch the movies, what to expect from like one, two, and three. They're kind of slow, kind of eh. And like Solo and Rogue One, they look super new because they are <laughs> they're out of order. Then four, five, and six. That is like the meat. That is like the full course meal where you're gonna go in there and you're just gonna enjoy. It's curious what you meant by meat. It's like you, you know, full like meal. in a okay. stew, you, you got to you know, the, the meat. you got to the main course of yeah. the full. Got it. And it's just that's Wait, great. The stew. Yeah, you know, like a nice beef stew. You so yeah. you like eat the broth first, and then a couple of vegetables, and then the meat. Is well, that what you were going for? One, you would drink the broth, but no, I, I drink broth less. So, man, I don't know. Let me just try. So it. I think he meant he got to the good part. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then those are what you enjoy. And I'm like, just ask me questions. If you have questions, you'll have questions. And welcome to what I love. Because like, I, and then I sent like a message, like how happy I am that someone came to me about this because I was like, this was literally my childhood. One of my earliest memories of my childhood was sitting in my front yard playing with my lightsabers. Like, and then like, I remember the first time I watched the movies and just, it's my childhood. It's my everything. Um, I have most of my wardrobe is literally Star Wars shirts. And then I have like, uh, I'm surprised you're not wearing something Star Wars or Disney related. You know, I was, but they weren't clean. (laughs) So I kind of went for what's clean. Thanks. Good job. (laughs) So yeah, um, everyone who has Disney Plus, watch The Mandalorian. If you have questions, if you have things you're excited about, because there's definitely something to be excited about, uh, let me know, and I will be happy to talk about anything Star Wars. That's my weekend-ish. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Um, yeah, so we were at the Valley game Friday night, and it was their first-round CIF game, and they were hosting it because they won their league, so they got to host a CIF playoff game. And they played against Pasadena High School, who had probably three times as many players, and most of them were significantly bigger. They had one guy that was a number 66 that was huge. They had another guy that was like 5'9", 280 pounds. He was a very big kid. Um, So they were pretty big. But Valley has some skill, and they were coming in with a lot of confidence. Pasadena scored first to go up 7-0, and then Valley's coming and driving down, and... They scored, but on the play they scored on no. It was like two plays before that. Their quarterback got hurt. He like went on a run to the outside and he fumbled. But did they lose it? They lost that fumble. Yeah, they lost yeah, that. They, lost they that didn't fumble. score that drive. Um, so the quarterback came out and then they got the ball back. Maybe that's something. I don't know. It was seven nothing. They got the ball back. They're coming down. They're using the other quarterback, and so their backup quarterback comes in and he throws a touchdown. I was like, oh, that's good, because I was not expecting the backup quarterback to come in and be good right away. So they scored, so 6-7, and then they were lining up for the extra point. But then the starting quarterback came in as the holder, and so when they snapped the ball, he caught it, and he stood up, and somebody on the end like ran into the end zone, and he jumped. He did a jump pass and <laughs> threw it, and they scored. So they were up 8-7. So oh they just gosh. pulled off this awesome trick play. Their starting quarterback that was hurt went back in, made a good throw. It was awesome. So they're up to 8-7. A lot of momentum. Big deal to have momentum at home in a playoff game. Very next kickoff. They onside kick it, hmm. which is like, why? As soon as it happened, everybody in the crowd was like, what is happening? Onside kick, Pasadena recovers, returns it for a touchdown. Returns the onside kick attempt for a touchdown. So oh, now man, everyone is deflated. So... So now it's 14 to 8 Pasadena, and oh, Valley's like, uh, and it went downhill from there. Can I yes. interrupt real quick? 
So they did two onside kicks that game. And the second one was not as bad, but still pretty bad. And me being the angry fan I was, I yelled, hey, how about we practice those next week? <laughs> and one of the one of our friend's moms, well, she's a friend too, she did not like that. <laughs> and she like... She like nudged my shoulder and she like had her hand up for me like don't talk and I high fived her hand. <laughs> <laughs> so our the other thing I can go into a huge rant about this but I won't. I hate parents at games. Parents at games are really biased and emotional and it upsets me a great deal. And so a large portion of the parents at this game were reacting a lot to penalties that they thought should have been called, penalties that they thought shouldn't have been called. And they're getting very loud. And this is happening like during the first quarter. Like The game has not gone on for that long. So I'm very frustrated. And I'm voicing my frustrations under my breath in our group. And at one point, I think in the third quarter, because the kickoff situation had kept seeming dumb, we the entire crowd, all the parents, are just saying, kick it off, kick it deep, like to do a real kickoff so that we could tackle them further back. And so they would... So it wouldn't be as bad of an outcome. So finally, they kick it off. A normal kickoff gets returned for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted so bad. like, And so now all the crowd is just quiet and mad. And I wanted so bad to stand up and be, you wanted it. You asked for it. This is what you get. <laughs> but I didn't say any of that because it was very sad because everyone was upset because Valley was getting beat pretty good. Yeah. I had to. So that was that was a rough game. But you know, we're, it, it, now they just go into their. We know a few football players, players who are now Peers. moving on to their soccer season. So now we can go watch some kids play soccer. Ellis and Sam. Well, Sam's not. But Ellis yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't think. Okay, Sam. you know what? I know a bunch of soccer players, so I'm excited for a soccer season. Um, so it's Friday night. Saturday, you all, if you were listening to the podcast, you heard that I drove down to San Diego for a frisbee tournament, and so. Since I was driving through my players, decided this would be a fun podcast to do on the road. So we did a podcast, so hopefully you had the chance to listen to that. Um, Jake is still kind of stewing about He's threatening to record his own podcast. I'll do it alone if I have to. He's going to either like <laughs> well, do it during oh, playing I a, a video idea. game or he's gonna, what was your other great idea? We're, I'll just take it over to Ian's house during Thanksgiving and while we're playing Smash, just screaming at each other, playing Smash. Just have a great comical You're relief. You're to have to plug in the room because mic. Just have the room mic record everything. There's so. moments when we play that game that we make each other cry. And other moments that make people cry? say... Cry? Has anyone ever actually cried? Me. That's why I play video games. Um, no, I have not. It's, it, I mean, it's come close. Um, people cuss people out. There has have been... some audio editing yeah, later. Yeah, there's been one person who I've never heard cuss in her life cuss because of Smash. And it's... It was both comical and scary because I thought that a, a teacup was going to go flying in my face. <laughs> so, me and so beyond. <laughs> me and Kalo just like like during these fights, we just look at each other. And we're like, we should probably go, but where? <laughs> so we're just like, uh, let's get out of here. We didn't. We I think Khalil could take Ian, but I'm not sure you could take Maddie. I could. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I could take Ian too. I, I, know, his, I know his weak spot. Definitely not true. I punch him in the knee. He's done. Actually, what if, if he punches you in the knee? I cry a lot. <laughs> so that yeah. Or my head because I will get another concussion. Let's see, oh boy. Um. <laughs> so then, that, so 
look out for Jake's podcast coming whenever that may happen. Yeah, it could happen during Thanksgiving or winter of 2020, nope, 2019. It goes into 2020. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll have a New Year's episode. What are you doing? <laughs> you turned Italian. <laughs> it happens Our apologies sometimes. to any Italians out there that may have been offended yeah. by that. How was your weekend, Jason? I wasn't done yet. Oh. I still had a Sunday. <laughs> Some of us experienced every day of the weekend, unlike you. I forgot. I have one comment about Sunday. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to hear your comment about Sunday. It's not actually that exciting. But yeah. why he might do you know what I, I mean, you're gonna be happy about what happened. So Sunday I went to the Ducks game and we were playing Edmonton and we got creamed six to two. So sad. Yeah. Uh but Edmonton has a player named Connor McDavid who happens to be my current favorite player in the league. He like just surpassed Alexander Ovechkin as my favorite players in the league. And it is recognized that Connor McDavid is very good at what he does and that he is one of the best players in the league. So his nickname throughout the league is McJesus. <laughs> so Cody and I constantly refer to him as McJesus when we talk about him. And I was very excited to go to the game and watch him play. It's the second time I would have seen him play in person. And the last time I watched him play in person, he scored the first goal of the game. So we're. <laughs> but it looked like he was kind of walking on water too. I, I mean, ice is made of water, so it all fits. Ice water. is water. I'm a new made dad. Of water. I'm trying. Yeah, he's working. Made out. of water. We're gonna get there. It, I mean, technically, it is water. <clears throat> Can it? If it is water, is it made of water? No. Is blood made of blood? Yes. Is skin made of skin? We're moving on. So, so, so last time teeth? I saw McDavid play, he scored the first goal. In this game, he didn't score the first goal, but he did score the second goal. And then he proceeded to score two more goals. So I watched my favorite player in the league score a hat trick, and it was awesome. And it also happened to be because it was Sunday night before Veterans Day. It was a veteran appreciation night at the game. So everybody got a Ducks camo hat when they came in. Except I was using somebody else's tickets, so the two hats that we got, I had to give back to the person whose tickets they were, which is fair. They're pretty dope hats, though. So, But there were so many Oilers fans there that when you got the hat trick, just hats were flying on yeah. the ice. And it was <laughs> awesome. And in that situation, it was great. So it was really cool to see him score a hat trick. Um, I was very excited about that. But the other awesome thing that happened is because he's known as McJesus, like mm-hmm. that's a thing, he had a penalty called against him in the second period. And as he was skating to the penalty box, the organ player at the stadium started playing Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> and I was dying. I was so happy that I texted Cody right when it happened. I said, Cody, they're playing Jesus Christ Superstar in honor of Connor and it's great. Happy awesome. birthday, Cody. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's Cody's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Cody. Turned 25 years old. Wow. 25 years young. You know what he did on his birthday? He went in and he worked a half day as a substitute teacher. He'd been talking about for months that he was just going to sit there and watch Disney Plus all day. And then he still decided to go in and help somebody out and earn a little money on his birthday. So good what job. a guy. Good job, Cody. Yeah. I would he's not going to the Ducks game that. tonight with Brooke oh. to celebrate some more. So he's probably sitting on the couch right now watching Disney Plus because he got home a couple hours ago. So, yeah, that's the conclusion of my weekend. Jason, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. I uh, did... A number of things, actually. We were super busy. We had a a baby shower on Saturday, and uh, that was pretty pretty fun. Not your own baby shower. Not our own, no, no. Uh, my wife's, oh gosh, longtime friend now, um, Alana, she's having a, a little baby. So we went to their church and uh, hung out probably for about two and a half hours until the guy 
that was going to cook the fo- uh, food, excuse me, uh, finally decided to show up. Yikes. So, oh boy, Fernando, uh, Alana's husband, um, he was he was unfortunately cooking the entire time, so he didn't get to hang out with too many people and talk. Oh, so I feel bad for him. But you know, they they put on a, a wonderful um, get together with friends and family, and uh, so that was really cool. Good. And uh, then Sunday is is always a fun day for me, uh, you know, leading worship and uh, being with the people here. So, you know, that's like a party every every Sunday morning almost. And, Indeed. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we had Veterans Day yesterday, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a long weekend. So we got to do something really special. Uh, we took some pictures, um, some nice pictures, maybe some Christmas card photos, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, we went to Dale's Diner on Carson. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I kind of got that 50s theme, yeah. you know. And So we dressed up, and uh, we got uh, a milkshake. Oh, it was super good. So we did the uh, chocolate and Oreo mix, oh, and we did man. a malt. So incredibly good. And I don't like, well, I, I don't eat sweets. Not not because I don't like it. It's just because I I know if I do, it'll just end really badly. <laughs> so I stick to, like, more salty foods, which, All I which eat is ends sweets. badly, too. But anyway, um, it was outstanding, and the pictures came out. I saw a couple already. Scott, um, I'm just going to say he's like my brother-in-law. You know, he's married to my cousin Haley. Yeah, close. But um, they're just awesome people, and he he came and did that, and he showed us a couple today that he's working on, and it's just amazing. Rory is absolutely the cutest baby I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. She's pretty awesome. Shout out to Scott Souza Photography. Yes, not so, a sponsor, but you know whatever. Yeah, we no, support no, support he, our people. Yeah, look him up. He could sponsor if he uh, was interested. He can make you slip me a five, and you can have an ad. <laughs> Is that all it takes? No, I please more. I need to buy lunch. <laughs> more, more, <laughs> yes, more. Um, no, but he does great work. So we we did that, and then we went back and we had dinner, and um, you know it was a great weekend, just hanging out, um, not being too serious, you know, just looking for fun and uh, company, and uh, so that's what we did. It was a lot of fun. Okay, brilliant. You can talk about the Packers first. Oh yeah, so. Uh, we had a, a nice big win at home in Cheese Town. Um, Cheese Town? Yeah, man. Who calls it that? I just did. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, we had a nice win against Carolina, who's normally a, a good team to face because they're also decent. They have an MVP candidate, Christian McCaffrey. Um, we just we looked good. Um, they had an opportunity to tie the game late, but our defense stopped the Potential MVP Christian McCaffrey, and it was a huge stop for us, and we moved to uh, eight and two going into our bye. And there's rumors that um, the the game that we play against San Francisco might get flexed into the night game, and I think it should because that's going to be a big game. I'm going to be very stressed because San Francisco, even though they lost, they look great, and we just need to look greater. <laughs> well, I think we can. Go Pack Go. But we look great. Aaron Rodgers is happy, which means I'm happy. Um, he's not having, like, a tremendous year, but he's having a, a profitable year. Like, he's playing well. It's We're winning games. That's what matters. A productive year? Uh, I mean, he's making money, so he's profiting. I like both. <laughs> 
Shout out to State Farm you for having awesome commercials, starting with Jake from State Farm and now having Aaron Rodgers as your spokesman for a lot of commercials. I missed the ones with Clay Matthews, but I understood that Are Clay had to move on. Are you that Patrick Mahomes has now stepped in and taken some of the... Uh... Um, yes, because I think that they have like a kind of a good connection when it comes to commercials. Like Their commercials are pretty good together. But I don't think that he'd ever take it away from Aaron because you can't take something away from the King of the North. We will just take it back. The North <laughs> remembers. Winter is coming, and Green Bay is ready. It was snowing in Green Bay yesterday. That, that added to the game. Winter is coming. Winter is here, sucker. The North I know it's remembers, and the King of the North is rising again. Well, good luck I, with your Packers. I was able to combine Game of Thrones and the Packers together, and it was great because Aaron Rodgers is a huge Green, or Game of Thrones fan as well, and he was even on the show, and it was pretty cool. The North remembers. <laughs> you know who doesn't want to remember? The Rams. Yeah, we. here's how that went. So I was watching the first half, and we scored to go up 7 nothing because we forced a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. Dante Fowler Jr. And then they forced a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. I think. Something like that. It was bad. It was all it was terrible offense and great defense. And we were Yeah, down. it was a fumble that uh, Fitzpatrick scored off of. And then we were down fourteen to seven at halftime and I was in the living room falling asleep. Even with people in the room. I was tired. I had it was a long Friday and Saturday. I had driving back and forth from San Diego and 16 hours is not ideal. So so I was tired sitting down on the couch, laying down on the couch. So I was like, I'm just going to go in my room and take a nap because I had to go to the Ducks game later. I was leaving for the Ducks game at 4.30. So I took like a 45-minute, roughly hour nap and didn't even bother watching the second half and saw that we lost 17-12, which is like 12. Yikes. Our offense is so bad. I didn't even watch highlights. I fell asleep I watching the start of the second half each of the last two nights. And scoring 12 is just so very weird. Quickly. I know, especially since we were at seven, so that means we got a safety and a field goal, oh, and geez. I didn't even see the safety. <laughs> so that was just frustrating. So we're five and four, and I was really, I was really hoping for a Niners victory last night because then that would have given the Seahawks three losses, so we still would have been within range of them. But Transition to talking about last night's game. Last night's game was amazing. It was a great game. It was so good. Seattle looks great. I mean, there were a lot of fumbles and stuff, and so you'd rather see better football than fumbling, especially when two fumbles happen on one play. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, Wilson fumbled it, then the lineman picked it up, then the lineman fumbled it, then the liners picked it up. Um, but it was it was just a really entertaining game. Rookie kicker that had just got signed that week had been with the Niners for three days. I picked him up for fantasy that day. Oh, awesome. He comes in, last play of the regulation, down by three, 47. 47-yard field goal, nails it right down the middle. Awesome. So then Seattle comes out, and Seattle has the ball to start halftime, and they drive, and they're at like the 15, 20-yard line, and Wilson throws this little, like, dump pass to his tight end who had curled around. Luke Wilson. Like a, it wasn't to Wilson, it was to the other one. whose name Doyle. I forgot. Nope. Doyle. No. Uh, Hollister. Jacob Hollister. Who was That's having right. a monster game. Who should be sponsored by Hollister. He did a... Um, I can't even remember what that route's called. Oh, well. He did a route out to the outside, got behind the linebacker, Wilson threw it up, and if it had like four more feet, it would have been a perfect touchdown. But it didn't. And um, who intercepted it? 
Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. Linebacker made an excellent play. Full extension, jump up, intercept, land. So then the Niners took over. Oh, yeah, because it was the Niners. Yeah, I don't remember who the linebacker was. So the Niners have the ball. They drive all the way down. So Because in overtime, if you score a touchdown, you win. But if you kick a field goal, the other team can come down and kick a field goal. And at that point, it's whoever scores first wins. And so the Niners drive all the way down, and now they have a 42-yard field goal with three minutes or so left. And he hooked that thing so bad after making such a clutch kick. It it went into the tunnel. They showed oh, no. they had a video of somebody in the back of the tunnel recording what happened, and the ball just comes flying into the tunnel. That's bad. It's an amazing video. Um, my friend, one of my friends who's a Niners fan, we were texting back and forth the whole game. And at the end, he was very not happy. And I was like, sorry, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> Great I, game. I, uh, I admit, I the Niners have been my team for, oh, 25 years, something like that. So uh, I can honestly say, though, I haven't paid attention to one single thing. Uh, I just found out that they lost last night. But they were undefeated up until that. Yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. good news for them. I'm a bad fan. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, hopefully they get uh, something going this year. <laughs> Jake raises his hand. Which interception do you talk about? The overtime one or the, the overtime one? Uh, Darren Greenlaw. Okay. Uh, fun fact: I don't know if his first name is Darren. It just says D Greenlaw. So you but made up Darren. Darren sounds the best out of anything. Okay. Darren Greenlaw. I, mean, I don't like disagree. I like the name Darren. I'm pretty sure it's not his name though. Um, um, probably not. But yeah, the Seahawks went down and Sorry. made a field goal as time expired. Um, with, did you realize their kicker is Myers, who was an, a Pro Bowl kicker for the Jets last year, and then the Jets just released him? I mean, it's the, Jets the Jets are ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, so, so Seahawks win. So now the Niners are eight and one. Seahawks are seven and two or eight and two. Eight and two. Eight and two. They have two losses, but the Rams are five they and four. They look great, and I'm happy about that because I, I do like the Seahawks. They're not my teams, but. I, I do enjoy them because my grandpa lives up in Washington. He's a big fan, so we text back. Like, there's two things we text each other. Like, we text each other once a week. Good luck. And so then we go. We I say good luck, and then he says good luck back. And then if the and then when they start playing, I so I say go Hawks because he says go Pack go when we start playing. And so then we just keep doing that to each other. And that's like the one text messages we send to each other. That's a good way to stay yeah. in contact. I like it. I mean, it shows that he's respondable. <laughs> Respondable. I don't know, man. Yeah. No, it works. It works. It's fine. Um, so because of last night's game, what? We should have an episode of just whispering. I think it'd be very entertaining. I disagree. <laughs> I don't like to whisper. All right, fine. Well, so, in light of last <laughs> night's game between an undefeated team and a very, very good team. And what Baltimore's been doing and what McCaffrey's been doing for Carolina, there's a lot of MVP talk. So who is your current, if the season ended now, who do you think deserves MVP? And who do you anticipate winning MVP come the end of the season? Between, I think, so my top five in no particular order. Oh, jeez. My top four, I lied, top four. Are Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Christian McCaffrey. Interesting that you throw Jimmy G in. 
Um, I, my top four would be a high-producing quarterback for the undefeated team. Yeah, not anymore, but I think you have to include them. Uh, my top four would be Russell Wilson. In order. Mm, I can no. I'm just gonna give my four, and okay. I'm gonna say who I think okay. would win right Perfect. now. Perfect. Yep. Uh, my top four would be Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um, who I see winning it, and who I would want to win is Russell Wilson, because I just think he's extremely good and he's talented. Never received an MVP vote ever. Yeah, and That's I think it's crazy. time. Um, I wouldn't mind if Aaron Rodgers won one, but I maybe not this year, but. He's also still playing really well. But so Russell Wilson, I think, has. So you the think five Wilson up. earns it now? Yes. And you think by the end of the year he will also yes. be the MVP? Even with his two turnovers last night, he still, he still looked good. He still looked dominant. I loved his rush yard, the 14 yard rush he had, everything. It just, he looks solid to me. It has to be. He has to have like a devastating game where. He throws like five picks in a game, and I'd be like, you know what? Maybe not him this year. Christian McCaffrey is also looking great, but at the same time, to me, MVP is a quarterback award. Hmm. It's hard for what? Okay, it's harder for someone who's not a quarterback to win it, especially with how quarterbacks play in the league right now. Because Russell does everything. Whether you're doing it on purpose or not, you did a good job professionally stalling while I looked something up. Oh, no, I just kept talking. Okay. I, Ignore yeah, the background. No, good. Um, so, for me right now, it's Lamar Jackson. Here's why. Through Now, this takes into account the end of last year, too, so this is mildly unfair, but it's still incredible. Did you see this stat that SportsCenter put up on Instagram? No. no. <laughs> so, through... Through Lamar Jackson's first 16 career starts, 13 wins. So 13 and 3 in his first 16 games is incredible. That's great. Yeah. So so for each of these stats, they show Lamar's stats and they show another quarterback's stats. So Lamar 13 wins, Mahomes 12. Rushing yards. First 16 career starts, rushing yards. Lamar Jackson, 1258. Ladanian Tomlinson, 1236. LaDamian, who? I know who he is. That's a joke. Oh, I know who man. he is. Man, LaDamian Tomlinson is literally my favorite, second favorite player ever by Kelvin Johnson. How dare you even try to insult him? Career or passer rating through first 16 starts. Tom Brady's was 90.1, and Lamar's is 94.4. Hmm. Yards per attempt, first 16 starts. Aaron Rodgers, 7.5. Lamar Jackson, 7.6. And completion False. percentage through first 16 career starts. Drew Brees, 61%. Lamar Jackson, 63%. So I in terms of starting a career, that's pretty incredible. I'd still take Aaron Rodgers yeah, and yeah, Drew Brees. Yeah. But because for what Jackson is doing right now, the way Baltimore's terrible. Baltimore is not good. But they are because of Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Heisman package? Yeah, well, Robert Griffin III is hot garbage. That, I mean... No, he had he's his garbage. time. And Ingram has finally started to like produce in the I way that Ingram's we all hoped that he would produce. I think a good back no matter what. It's just that... So for me, it's Lamar Jackson. Offense. And second is McCaffrey, and third is Russell Wilson. I just think McCaffrey is literally the only thing Carolina has. Oh, 100%. And so for them to be a decent team, probably a good team on offense... Only because of McCaffrey is incredible. I so, mean, if I had him on my team, I'd feed him every snap. So I'm going Lamar, McCaffrey, Wilson, 
and then for Turkey Bowl, I'm, Rogers and Garoppolo, I'm back and forth. But for Turkey Bowl, I am basing my game off of Christian McCaffrey. You're, you're basing that like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will be our Christian McCaffrey. Four thousand yards. Are we going to talk about the Turkey Bowl every podcast between now and the Turkey Bowl? Every time I can bring it up, it will. What be we need up. to do is hire somebody during the Turkey Bowl who to doesn't want to play to Khalil. just. <laughs> Imagine Khalil doing play by play. That would be awesome. He wouldn't know While nothing, but it would be so funny. Khalil wouldn't actually want to play in the Turkey Bowl, uh, like just not. for fun. Uh, maybe depends on where he is. Where's he going to be? I mean, he'll be in Southern California, but. I, I mean, he's it currently in Southern California. If we're going to be hanging out like Thursday night or whatnot, if he's going to be able to get down here. Oh, he'll probably have his down dad's where? car. Down where? He lives in um, La Mirada now. Nope. Oh, yeah. La Habra. No. no. La Mirada. <laughs> They're the same thing to me. La Habra and La Mirada. They're literally neighbors, aren't they? I don't know. The, All they these are, la-las. They, they are All these la-las near each other. Yes. La-la land. Yeah, there. that's literally what I was going to say. Like, this is literally la-la land. Um, yeah, no, we should definitely look into hiring somebody. To record play by play. What is uh, Chip Kern doing these days? He's <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I broke it. How dare you, Chip Kern? Chuck. What? No. no Chick. I... Chick Hearn. Chick Hearn. <laughs> is there a Chip Kern? <laughs> Oh my gosh! We could find someone really funny to probably do it though. What's um, like, I, I what about can't Jeff Dunham anymore? Jeff, oh, yeah, like if the you, puppet guy. I mean, you're the one with all the money now, so you go tell uh, hire Jeff Dunham kind of to money. come. Jeff Dunham is probably part. expensive. I actually, I'd pay him a lot. He's pretty dope. Jeff Kern. Oh my gosh, that literally broke my Kern chip. Broke my head a lot. Yeah. We're gonna she move on with that. Well. Yeah, professional segue into talking about basketball for a little bit. Way to go. Yeah. That was rough. Oh, man. I, I know Chip Kern. Nope, Chuck Kern. Is no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Chick. What is it? It's <laughs> Chick. Chick. Hearn. Hearn. Chick Got it. Hearn. I know he died. Yes. He has a statue out in front of uh, Staples Center. He does. Um, Speaking of Staples Center, that's home of the L.A. Lakers. And then the B class team. Um, <gasps> what? I just hatched a shiny Pokemon. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's cool. Um, the Lakers had their first hiccup of the, the second hiccup of the season, but it happens. Everyone has hiccups. Would you call? <laughs> I like that you said it again after saying. Yeah, it it's right. a good. It's no, I mean, just like it takes two wheels to have a bicycle. <laughs> to ride a bike was your quote. It, um, you know, it's still walks. I don't know. You would call the first game a hiccup? Mm, I mean, I think so because I I think if we went back to play that game now, we'd probably win because if it's kind of, it's the first game. In my opinion, first games never really look good for anyone because it kind of is like you. But like you watched that game. You're right? de-dusting you the, the first rug. game. Uh, I watched most of it. Yeah, the first game. Yeah. Did recorded. you watch the Raptors game? Dude, there's Sunday night football on on Sunday. I understand. Well, I'm not mad that you didn't watch it, but that you are coming to these conclusions without actually having I, watched the I've game. seen many of highlights. I saw that we were not playing well. We did not look great. Yeah, so... But I think we're still great. Well, not if Anthony Davis is day-to-day for a little while because I, his shoulder's jacked up. I think it's fine. And LeBron James just decides he doesn't want to score on some given nights. And Troy Daniels is our best player for an entire quarter of play. Is not great. 
It's called handing off the responsibility. Yeah, how'd that work out? You can lose. And Troy Daniels you can lose two games, games and win eighty, half. and you'd be fine. <laughs> You're right. I'm just annoyed at how it happened. I'd rather us lose with LeBron scoring forty than us lose with LeBron scoring thirteen. I mean, I, I want mind. LeBron scoring points. It's his job. He's also a leader, but yeah. And we're playing Phoenix tonight, who's playing really oh, well. I'm actually excited for that game. I, I am too, but I'm not excited from the fact that I really think we can lose because it's in <laughs> Phoenix, and if Anthony Davis doesn't play... I doubt. I think Anthony Davis will play. I doubt he won't play. And what <laughs> background in medicine and intimate <laughs> knowledge of Anthony Davis's body do I you have? I took a great sports medicine play? class, and I feel like I can assess injuries pretty well. You took a sports medicine class? Yeah, it's like by far one of my favorite classes I've ever taken. Where? At La Salle. Really? Yeah. They had a sports but, medicine class? Yeah. I was so good in the class that I was almost asked to be a trainer, but then I had to go for season, for track. They asked you to be a trainer for the school? Yeah, because they do student trainers. Oh. Where like, it's like they are the ones who do like the, we do like wrapping of, and like icing and like STEM and stuff like that. STEM? It So, oh man, this is fun. So it like you put little patches on you and it sends a little electric electrical currents like through your muscles. It makes you twitch. I used, I had it on my hamstring, so it just made my butt twitch, and it was really funny. <laughs> and then there's a spot on my leg that doesn't have hair because um, it has hair now, but it's smaller. But so the the guy who was the sports medicine teacher, he would mess with me as a, like fun because he's a good guy. I mean, like he's a very strong Christian. It sounds like it's going like hangover in the face situation. Okay. Um. So like he like put tape on there and he's like, you want to see something cool? I'm like, not really. What is it? And he he rips it off and just my my hair's on the piece of tape. He might be making a clone of me. He got you. He yeah. Might. <laughs> Jokes on him. That clone's gonna have bad knees. <laughs> you only have bad knees because you ran. What if that clone doesn't run? That's a waste of talent. Would it really be a clone then? No. And it. Wouldn't affect his knees, right? Yeah. If you make a clone of something, that's why. Yeah, it would it would need to go through the same experience. Yeah. It would exactly. need to go through the same experience. That's right. Uh, You're not a dad. In spirit, I am though. I I make dad jokes more often than not. It's not not true. They're fun. So, Iowa basketball. Iowa basketball. So our listeners may or may not know this, but I have a connection to Iowa basketball. I don't even know if Jason knows I, I don't know that. <clears throat> I won't tell the whole story because that's going to take too long, and hopefully at some point the person I know will just be on, a guest on the podcast, and then we'll tell the story. But I know this kid, Patrick McCaffrey, who's a freshman on the University of Iowa basketball team. His dad is the coach, and his older brother is also on the team. And so through... Other circumstances, I got to be in contact with Patrick, so I've been talking to him for like three years now, I think. So I have a vested interest in Iowa cool. basketball, and so they're on like either the Big Ten Network or FS1. Most of the games are, so I've been paying close attention to them this year, as opposed to like following along the last couple of years because I knew he was going to go there. So they have had their first two games of the season. Um, they played. Southern Illinois University at Evansville, SIUE, and they're a really small school, so Iowa took care of them pretty handily. Um, And then Iowa played DePaul last night, and DePaul is a good Big East school in the Chicago area. (laughs) What about (laughs) DeJake? 
Where's the pole? Other than Nepal. <laughs> All right, we can move on. <laughs> I don't think I can. Um, so Nepal is located in the Chicago area. Oh, How do you spell that? D E, capital D, lowercase E, capital P, lowercase A U L. Nepal. Nepal. I would have spelled it D A. Paul. Nepal. <laughs> but you also have to think about it. Just like um, a Chicago win, you'd be like, Da Paul. Hopefully, no one hears from Chicago. I'm so sorry if you are. You have derailed this significantly. <laughs> I think there was something in that chicken. Or it's the monster. That's it. You haven't had a monster yeah, in Yeah, I haven't had a monster in so three months, and really I have one today because I, I woke up at 5 a.m. and I'm like, you know what? Let's have a little energy boost. Oh, and man. It's just, I'm having a great time today. <laughs> anyway, Iowa got wrecked last night. They were down. By DePaul? They were down 10 nothing, and then they were down like 18 to 2 because DePaul just came out hitting shots over and over and over, and Iowa looked like they were not doing too hot. Um, Iowa just couldn't get into their offense very well. And, but late in the game, Patrick had a breakaway dunk, and it was awesome. And so I was happy about that. But Awesome. Yeah, he gets like he's probably gonna be getting like ten to twelve minutes a game because he's what about his brother? third or fourth guy off the bench. His brother right now is starting at point guard because their normal starting point guard had hip surgery. Oof. And so he is playing, but he has limited minutes. And there's a rule about like a medical redshirt that if you play limited in the first like ten games, that after the tenth game you can decide that I'm not gonna play the rest of the season. Mm. And it doesn't take away a year of eligibility. Oh, that's cool. So he's still has a few games left to figure that out. So he's not starting. So Patrick's brother is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a free trial. Yeah. <clears throat> but Patrick's brother, the, so his name's Connor. There was a play in the first half that the ball went to the ground, and Connor had it. And at, he was, like, on his back holding the ball, and one of the DePaul defenders came in to go after it, and his hand, like, hit Patrick in the forehead. And... A scratch a solid five inches long was on Connor's face. And it, it was bleeding. His forehead is that big? It, it was solid. It was a it's long exactly scratch. Exactly what I was thinking. Because <laughs> he's holding his hand up to his forehead. I'm like, wow. That's no, it, I like, I'm going to try to find, <laughs> I would like to find a photo thing. But, like a five head. Um, anyway, it was a massive scratch. And at first I thought it was just the trickle of blood. Because then he came out of the game and they worked on it and they they, were like, they stopped the bleeding and then he came back out but it was still like this big, so I I meant to ask Patrick about that but I'm gonna leave him alone and let him have his week but he got he got scratched pretty good but anyway Connor's actually a better baseball player than he is a basketball player hmm. and he plays baseball for Iowa and so Iowa State or Iowa Buckeyes Iowa Iowa State Cyclones correct Iowa Iowa is the Hawkeyes. 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 Just like Hawkeye. Got it. Yes. But two of them. Eyes. <laughs> Hawkeyes. That is, that's going to conclude <laughs> that portion of our show. I'm going to let – Jake has so much energy, I'm going to let him take over. Okay, so, so um, we have a guest, and his name is Jason. Jason, you sing. Occasionally, yes. We're just we're just not gonna do the sports part. That's Jason. right. Well, we did could, we could do a little? Sports. Did you um? What came first, singing or sports? Oh, singing, of course. Um, 
let here my sh- let's start over here. My sports background is very limited, so I'll I'll just get that out of the way right now. Sounds good. When I was a kid, I actually went to this school for a, a few years. This school being the Los Altos Grace Schools. That Me is too. right. <laughs> On uh, Stearns Street here in Long Beach. Yeah. Well, great. Now people. We know. used to keep journals in our first grade class, and I still have those. So I'm looking back at oh, them. Oh wow. And in first grade, every other page in my journal was, when I grow up, I'm going to be a professional basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know anything because I am so not the person <laughs> that wants to run around on a court. Did I you think you saw me what? keel over. We were at the <laughs> men's <laughs> retreat, the focus retreat for church. Well, it's not a men's retreat, but... Um, there's like a pickup game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that looks fun, you know. After like two minutes, I'm just basically a walking you, we're, shield. We're playing half court. Yeah, we're playing. I'm we're terrible. not going that far. No. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I realized right then this dream is never going to be realized. <laughs> um, so, but I'm okay of, with that. I'm okay with that. Your realization of never playing in the NBA came at, <laughs> at 30, 36 years old. <laughs> I think, I'm, still, I think I'm going to have to let it go. There was still hope. Yeah. Do you remember writing that in your... Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely, because on the street I grew up on when we moved to Anaheim from Signal Hill, um, there were a bunch of kids on the street. So we grew up playing you know, baseball on the street, using cars as bases. Yep. And, uh, Better than a bat. Yeah, right. And, uh, and then basketball, too. And so I... I Asked and asked my parents, and finally for Christmas I got a, you know, um, you know, an adjustable basketball mm. hoop. You know, it goes from seven feet to ten feet or something like that. And uh, they poured cement in the driveway and did the whole thing for me, and and that was great. You know, all the way through elementary school, and then after that I realized everybody else is a lot better than me. <laughs> so I started playing music a lot more, and then when I went to Brotherin, I played a year of of flag football in junior high uh, just because I could. Um, but I wasn't very passionate about it. But it was fun to, you know, mm. play. That I always enjoyed playing. And then high school, um, I played baseball. And the year we played baseball, it was, it was kind of funny. We were like the worst team in our division. We would all go to 7-Eleven the minute school got out and get Slurpees and sunflower seeds and then come back to practice and lay out for stretches and everybody's got a slurpee next to them and half the time i'd be sitting on the bench with my guitar during stretches i just remember like yeah. josh would be like why is dunn sitting on the bench playing his guitar and coach diebold would be like don't worry about that he's fine <laughs> jason's gonna play his guitar and, and, what and we're an, just gonna stretch oh, what an incredible visual um <laughs> i don't know how in the world i got away with so much but i did um so that was fun, though, you know, but, again, we were lousy. Um, and then I played football my senior year. I was a linebacker. And, um, you know, being that it was so new, I, I didn't play much. But I did play a, f- a few few games, and I, I had a couple nice hits. Uh, getting low was really easy back then, so it was fun. Um, but, again, never, you know. Way anything. better to get in and hit somebody yeah. than get in and get hit. Yeah, so that, that was about it. But uh, softball actually was a lot of fun, and that came after um, I stopped growing. So things got a little, little easier, and yeah. 
And uh, I did softball for a couple of years with my friends from work in, in intramural leagues. And um, I still would do that. That's a blast. I, I want to play softball. Yeah. And uh, But I always wanted to be on a water polo team just because mm. I love swimming, but that never panned out. There's no intramural. So there's no intermule, intermule, <laughs> intermural. Intermural. Wow, it was hard. Uh, water polo teams? Uh, I don't know, but I, I doubt that I'm I'm going to ever do that at this point. Other priorities have yeah. popped up, um, and they're good ones. So I don't think I've ever heard of an adult water polo league. I I don't know if that's a thing. I just kind of hopefully spoke it into existence. If you want to start one. Yeah. But yeah, that's and that's about it for my my sports Are you background. fans of? Yeah, are you a uh, fan of so anyone? I yeah, I know my my fanship has really suffered in the last couple of years because I just haven't paid attention. But I love watching baseball. I love going to baseball games. Grew up going to baseball games. Um, Dodgers fan, also an Angels fan, mainly because we had season tickets to the Angels, and it was just an awesome time with family and and. Uh, so that was always a, you know, if we can get up and go and do it, you know, that's the best. But to sit at home and read stats and watch it, I'd rather be playing my guitar. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> um, but I am a Niners fan, like I said earlier. I, uh, I'm i a Sharks fan married to a Kings fan, so that's unique. <laughs> nice. Uh, the dynamic is is quite funny to watch, I'm sure, for some people sometimes. Especially during hockey season, indeed, when we're out. Um, and then for baseball, again, you know, Dodgers, Angels, kind of. Um, and then uh, I knew a, a player on the New Zealand All Blacks uh, for the rugby team years and years ago. Wow! Um, so I got into rugby because he was, uh, you know, a player. We talked about it, but rugby school. That's that's about it. Yeah, nothing too too exciting. So you brought up your guitar. Um, how old were you when you first picked up a guitar? Um, well, first picked up, I was I was just an infant. I actually uh, I had this Smurf guitar that my parents bought me. Mm. Had nylon strings on it. Um, it was a little electric guitar. I've got a picture of it sitting on my dad's lap. Um, but I think at two years old, I uh, grabbed all the stuffed animals in the house and I lined them up on the floor. And then I put on a concert for them, like, and we've got like rows, you know. That's incredible. You know, Ten thousand deep. And, uh, <laughs> and that's uh, a lot of so, money on stuff. So animals. I've always had, you know, a guitar in my hand, basically. Mm-hmm. But in sixth grade, that's when I actually learned. I went to a church camp. Uh, it was called Up with Music up at EV Free in Fullerton, back in the '90s, and uh, everybody was in choir, and you got to pick two electives, mm-hmm. and I picked. Something and guitar. Uh, I couldn't tell you what the other one was. <laughs> basket weaving. Yeah. You know. um, but <laughs> uh, I, I learned Down in the Valley and Puff the Magic Dragon on the guitar. <laughs> and uh, and I remember them to this day. But, um, Impressive. That's where it all started. You know, I just had a simple, simple week-long class and learned two songs. And after that, it was on to Free Fallen by Tom Petty and James Taylor stuff and whatever I could figure out. And then I discovered distortion, and everything just went downhill. <laughs> when uh, I took guitar lessons back in the day, and our first song we had to learn was "Smoke on the Water." Ah, and I was like, "There's no way I'm learning this," and <laughs> it was rough. But I can do the Batman, like I can do that really oh, that's easily. Cool. Um, 
So you brought up your who are your parents? You brought up your dad. So who are your parents, and do you have siblings or? Yes, I'm. Uh, so my my father is Tom Dunn. My mom is Marcy Dunn, formerly Marcy McNeely, and uh, I am the oldest of four. I have a younger sister named Brianna, and uh, she's four years younger than me. I'm 37, and then I have another sister that's four years younger than her. Um, her name is Kaylee, and then I have a younger brother. He's 13 years younger than me. His name is Tommy, and... Uh, yeah, I was in high school when Tommy was born, and and uh, I'm the oldest of all the grandkids. So it really helped and paid off when I finally had a child of my own. I I knew how to change diapers, yeah, yeah. and I knew how to handle kids, and so you know it's not a lot, but it really is a lot. It's I was very very happy that I had learned those skills early on. Kind of helped me relax a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's 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 my family. Uh, so you're immediate a, family. Yeah. You're a married man now. What, what's your wife do? My wife, uh, her name is Catherine, and uh, I call her Casey, uh, which is Catherine Cruz. You know, she grew up, and that's just what her friends started calling her is Casey. Um, but I, I, I use both. Um, don't know why I just do. But uh, <laughs> she, she actually has a really cool job. She works um, for a um, company called CDF Capital. And uh, they help churches with loans and, mm-hmm. and things like that, um, with um, you know, kind of vision casting things, and you know, from the ground floor building the church and and uh, all the construction that goes on. Oh wow! You know, to uh, to finally closing those loans and, and seeing, you know, um, how they've grown. And it's it's a really cool process. She gets to you know start with them from the beginning and then, you know. And end with them, mm-hmm. you know, at least on the loan side of things. But she does get to stay in contact with, you know, uh, all those churches she's built relationships with nice. over the years. She's been there seven years now. And, uh, you know, she's very, very fortunate to have that type of work environment. You know, she gets to go to chapel. They get Sabbath days once a quarter. I didn't know they had a chapel. Yeah, they have chapel every week. That's and, cool, um, huh? So, you know, I've never been to one myself, but she loves them, and it's very life-giving for her. Is she um, musical like you are? She is. She she would say no, probably, um, <laughs> but she is musical. She used to – We we'll get to this, I'm sure, at some point, but we met at the other church I was involved with, uh, the church plant, and she was on the worship team with me. Mm. And, and uh, first time I actually saw her was at a worship night, um, but for the most part – uh, she, it was a really cool, fun fact. She, she played drums in high school. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, she, she is musical. She doesn't, doesn't always sing on Sunday anymore, but, uh, but she can, she did actually last month. So it's nice when, uh, when she does come and join me cause it's, uh, it's a really cool experience mm-hmm. to do that with your, with your best friend, with your wife. And, and, uh, so I'm very blessed. And you guys just had a daughter. How old is she now? Rory. Uh, her name's Aurora Ann Dunn, and we call her Rory. Um, she is 14 months old as of tomorrow. Mm. So, yeah, born September 13th. Where'd you uh, come up with the name? Uh, so my wife actually likes Rory, and um, I liked Aurora. And I figured maybe we can name her Aurora and just call her Rory and... And after months and months and months and months of 
talking? About nine months, I would say. <laughs> Roughly. Um, we uh, we were in the hospital room, and they said you got to pick a name. So <laughs> we uh, we, we landed on that quickly. But um, yeah, we were nowhere on the same page. You know, I was over here, she was over here. I'm like, what about this name? And she's like, no. I said, what about this name? And I said, no. You know, we we thought we'd never name the baby. <laughs> or she'd just be confused growing up because we'd call her two different <laughs> things. But luckily, we're both really happy with Rory. Good. Uh, and do you guys plan on any more? Or so, have um, you talked about that yet? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still a little soon, I think. Um, but, yes, we have talked about having more. Um, Catherine's always wanted to adopt. Mm. Um, so that might be um, something we, we get into later. Um, but right now we're learning Rory yeah, <laughs> and in that dynamic, which is, um, crazy cool and, uh, and exhausting. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, I, I can just sit and stare at her for hours and just walk around and, uh, you know, I can waste a lot of time, <laughs> but it's good, good to me. I, I enjoy it. So, you know, my. My sports knowledge has, has suffered because of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rory's the best. Right now she is climbing up everything. She's at that age to where she's like, I'm going to sit on the top of the couch. <laughs> or I'm going to climb up the piano. Mm. And uh, she loves the piano. She loves playing the piano, um, which has been great for me because I'm now, I don't play the piano often. Um, guitar is mainly my instrument. But, you know, now I'm playing Hot Dog from the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or, you know, old little songs. You all know Mary Had a Little Lamb things. But I'm yeah. going, oh, okay, wait. Yeah, that's right. This is that key. And this goes, oh, okay, this is not as hard as I thought it was. So mm. it's actually been really helpful for me and encouraging to say, you know what, maybe maybe you can play the piano a little more than you do. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you relinquishing control now? You can ask for you now, yeah. <laughs> um. I want to go back. So, yeah. parents, what did or do they do? Well, my dad um, has, um, ever since, gosh, I was born, he, he was in law school. And um, he's been a lawyer for the county, um, for, the, for the state. Um, he's been in private practice. Um, he's kind of done done a little bit of everything. Um, he's written some books. He's, he has a uh, pretty good record. Yeah. Yeah. For, for I think 15 years, he had a hundred percent conviction rate for a DA. That's, wow. that's no sh- yeah. small accomplishment. Wow is right. Um, imagine the one that he lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's, you know, he's, he's a very smart man, a uh, gifted musician as well. I mean, if he didn't go into law, he could have been, you know, writing songs and, and has written songs for, many uh, people uh, there's a relationship I just learned about I had a guitar player come and join us for worship on one Sunday an old friend of mine that I never get to see anymore and and he started talking about the guy that hired him at his old church and my dad goes oh he used to arrange music for me when I was at Biola and I'm like what a small world um, so you know I'm kind of learning some things here and there but yeah you know he, he's the type of guy to where you know if he if he puts his mind to it if he reads it you know he'll He'll have something to say, and uh, so law has been a good uh, outlet that, for that, probably. You know, um, 
And then my mom has been a teacher um, for the majority of her um, adult career. Um, she she taught for 25-plus years mm-hmm. at, at Brethren Christian, uh, junior, senior. And uh, that was back when it was in Paramount and Cyprus and, and then a couple years in Huntington Beach um, before this current fourth move. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then my family all grew up in, in that school, my cousins, you know, so it's been a kind of a central hub, you could say, yeah. for all of us. Yeah. What uh, what subject did she teach? Um, you know, she taught math for the majority of, of my time there, but she was also the yearbook mm-hmm. um, teacher, editor, and she actually, she got her degree in physical education, so mm-hmm. she, you know, started off doing coaching and, you know, PE stuff and huh. And slowly just took on other jobs as yeah. they, uh, you know, had needs, you know, so. Did you have her as a teacher? Yes. Do you think that she's a good teacher? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a little strict on homework. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, no, she's really a great. set him up for failure. She's there. a great teacher. No, it's an honest question. I, <laughs> that even if, if the answer was no, he wasn't going to answer it honestly. He could have said that I've had better math teachers. There's no way he would have said that about his mom. I would have. You would not. About my mother? Probably. No, you would yeah. not. You're a liar. I'd be like, I've had better roofing lied, teachers. You just I don't lied know. to all of our listeners. No, I, I get my mom in here. But <laughs> uh, no, she had a really good grasp on on you know mathematics, um, mm. and it's a great subject because most of the time it's black and white. You know, mm-hmm. it either is right or wrong. So so I hate about it. You know, that's that's the one thing I liked. English was much far 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 worse for me. <laughs> is this right? Well, I don't know. Maybe. How do you feel about yeah. it? I'm like this isn't helpful for me. Just tell me is it right or wrong. Oh man. So, um, yeah, yeah, she, um, she taught and then they've both been involved in church, um, every Wednesday and Sunday, um, from the day I can remember. Hmm. So, yeah. Your black and white thing really threw me. <laughs> it's been a day. I don't even know how to, anyway. Um, siblings, what do they do? Uh, my sister Brianna, um. She's been she she is quite the salesman. She uh, just uh, somehow over the last ten years has walked into any uh, retail space and said, uh, "Hi, my name's Brianna." And basically, the reply after the conversation is, "Would you like to be the new manager?" Um, I don't know how she does it, but that's that's what she does. Um, but she just had a little boy, Ben, uh, her and her husband Joe. And uh, so we're just getting to know Ben. He's only a a few months old. Mm-hmm. He was born um, in September. So, yeah, not old at all. Um, tiny. It's funny thinking about Rory. You know, just a year ago was that big. Yeah. Um, so right now she's just, uh, you know, hanging out at home with the baby. And Joe uh, does a number of things. He's kind of an entrepreneur and has a couple of businesses. And he's at UCLA right now. And um like getting a degree? Yeah. Yeah. Um, last time we talked, he was taking some child development classes. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of be the, it's the theme. Apparently. I'm following my friends right now. Well, You're taking happening. them. Bob's taking them. Yep. Joe's taking them. I'm, I'm actually planning to take some in a couple of years. Um, so, yeah. After you develop your child? 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it actually works. Yeah. Um, no. No, I just, uh, you know, being here at the school, you know, that's, uh, and hopefully she'll be here at the school. Yeah. It, it would just be, you know, one handy to have, so. but two really cool to kind of learn some new things. So, um, Kaylee, uh, is the next sister in line and, and she, uh, she's got a little autism, um, going on. So the daily life is, is more based at home. She doesn't work really. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had some, some jobs through, you know, adult school, you know, um, at some department stores in the back warehouse yeah. area. Um, but that's about, you know, the most she's done. Um, but she's super involved in anime and, mm. and, uh, different languages and, mm. and, uh, that's kind of her world. Um, and then she loves karaoke. Oh, yes. wow. Um, she is a huge karaoke, uh, person. She loves to sing and, uh, does she, she have sing? a go-to? Um, probably. I don't know what it is. Does she sing um, well like you? Yeah, she's a great singer. Yeah, the whole family sings really well, actually. Impressive. My pretty, family pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, and then she's you know, um, she likes to go out for karaoke. So it's not like in the house. That's that's how she gets out of the house. Yeah. She has some friends. Go and do stuff. So that's where we're at right now, and you know, hopefully she can um. You know, continue to learn more things and yeah. and uh, have that knowledge in her wheelhouse to wheelhouse to help her out uh, and then you know she's got us as well and, and then that leaves Tommy mm-hmm. and uh, he is pretty amazing I, I wouldn't know where to start one day we heard him playing the piano he's playing Debussy and, and it sounds like a recording and, and we're all just looking at him going hey when did you learn to play the piano <laughs> let alone play that yeah <laughs> And, um, you know, he, he's just a very gifted musician, um, and he's loves philosophy and, and, um, he's a, he just, he's, he's like my mom. His nose is always in a book, um, and, and not just fun books, but, you know, thick textbooks, you know? Um, so that's what, that's kind of what he likes. He's, uh, involved at his church, um, uh, EB free up in Fullerton and helps out up there and. I think he uh, just recently started dating somebody new. Um, but, yeah, so right now it's just school and work. He works at a tile store, and and that's working for him right now with school. And yeah. What's and he studying? That's a very complicated question. <laughs> um, I ran into him on campus a few weeks ago at Long Beach State because I had to go to the education office and do some stuff. And I just, like, walked by. I was like, oh, Tommy, what's up? Mm. But... Everything he's reading is, is over my head. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's it's amazing to sit down and uh, because I drop off Rory in the morning with Grandma and Grandpa, and yep. and uh, sometimes he gets up and he goes and sits and plays the piano, you know, in a dark room, and it's kind of cool just to walk in, hear music, and then just sit down and listen for a few minutes, you yeah. know, and then he turns around and goes, "Oh, hey, how old is he now?" Um, well, if he's 13 years younger than me and I'm 37, actually, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch you do this. Yeah, that was incredible. 23. Jake was doing it with his hands and he almost got the answer right. Wait, well, yeah, I did get the answer right. 23, right? I did. I didn't what's, do the math. What's seven minus three? Negative four. 
<laughs> four. <laughs> Twenty-four. So there we go. Okay. Oh my gosh! What there is are that? children running? There are children by running, by running in the back. I don't think they're supposed to. No, do they're that. not supposed to. There's. I keep my ladders back there. There's dangers back there. <laughs> we should have bigger windows. Hap- <laughs> yeah. That's never happened before. <laughs> yeah, I. For the longest time, I didn't know that was a thing because I went here too, and I didn't know there oh, was okay. a second passageway back there. So yeah. Secret passageway. <laughs> I keep my ladders back there. <laughs> um. I wonder, like, who were what years did you, what years did you go here? The children left, so that's good. They didn't hang out. Not what long. years, but I, like uh, what grades did you? Go 1985 here? is oh. when I started. I was born in '82, so mm-hmm. preschool, and I left in uh, second grade after second grade. Me too. Well, I went kindergarten through. Yeah, I went. Uh, I was a rambunctious child, you could say. A little ADHD might have been a. I might have been diagnosed with a little bit of that. but um, Anyway, I had ended up moving from this school to a school that could um, accommodate my needs a little That's better. the same story <laughs> as me, actually. So uh, I went there and um, ended up skipping fifth grade and jumping back into my class and met back up with everybody here at mm-hmm. Brethren in seventh grade. Um, but this school has been... Uh, a very special place to me, not just because almost the entirety of my family goes here, uh, relatives included, you know. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, I remember <laughs> dusting the floors of the church with my back. Um, and that's funny if you've gone here because we've got pews and it's on a one foot kind of angle. I, so you can lie down and slide. Yep, it just processed yeah. me what so I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the church was very grateful for all the dusting we did, but, uh, but you know, just, um, I have done that, you know, playing here, seeing, seeing Phil, you know, grow into the, the shepherd he's, he's become. I remember he was the youth pastor and, and janitor when, when I first started school here and he wow. was just, he was into karate. He was still, you know, earning his black belts and stuff. So I remember him like doing little tricks and twisting my arm. I'd be like, Uncle Phil, don't do that. <laughs> um, but you know, as a kid, I always kind of, I knew this place had some purpose in my life at some point. Mm. You know, um, so to be back here and be in the position I'm in, um, not only to to uh, lead worship and facilitate that, and and um, have a an amazing team to, to boot, but um, you know to to be able to get involved with chapels now for the kids mm-hmm. on Friday and do worship for that, and uh, you know turn a screwdriver really, you know mm-hmm. help help out keep the campus going moving forward. Um, it's a huge blessing, and you know it's kind of continues to reaffirm you know that that small voice you hear in your head, mm-hmm. you know you know. Um, you know, God's got a plan. He gets to, uh, you know, if you're paying attention, you get to see little parts of it here and there, and and the fruit from that kind of unfold. And uh, so, you know, the people here, the staff here, you know, from, and there are people still here that used to babysit me I you know, was on the preschool playground, and now they're holding my little girl. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so to see that, you know, and experience it is just a Mm-hmm. really cool thing God has done in my life. So happy about that. Um, excited to, uh, you know, hopefully have Rory go through the school system here mm-hmm. and uh, and get that foundation that I got. Because it was, 
pivotal, you know, in, you know, at that turning point, you know, when you become an adult and you have to make your own decisions and, and to have that to rest upon was, um, a lifesaver. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, um, you know, very proud of everything we get to do here and it's, it's, uh, biggest blessing I could ask for right now. Good. You know, but, uh, well, I don't want to ask my own question. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a conversation. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, you didn't raise your hand though. So I'm a little, yeah, well, <laughs> so I do one thing and it gets made fun of all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. I mentioned it once <laughs> twice now. Um, Anyway, so, you know, now now it's just trying to focus on um, growing myself so I can be, you know, a better father, better husband, and a better mm-hmm. leader around here. And, and uh, having, you know, Bob and Jacob and Mike and Phil and um, and uh, even the school staff, Karen, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, everybody's just real, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's nice. It's refreshing. Nothing's, you know, things can seem really complicated some places. You know, um, there's all these little things that have to be perfect, and and here the the focus has always been on you know let's just worry about the person and the relationship and nurture mm-hmm. that and uh, you know the little things if they're not perfect oh well you know that's life but. We're not worried about the little things unless it's somebody and the things in their life. But, um, so that's been really cool. And, and the opposite of, you know, most jobs that I have or have had, you know, it's that upside down kingdom, you know, thing that we talk about and, and where our priorities should be. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I think I'm blessed to be here and, and learning, uh, from these people. Very good. If that's not the best endorsement for somewhere ever, I don't know what Los Altos Grace <laughs> dot org. We're gonna we're gonna segment that and then we're gonna include it in like some Los Altos Grace materials to yeah. send out. I should have cried a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is insanely important and cool that this location meant so much to you so long ago. And continues to do so. And, and the cool thing about it looks toward the future for it. Yeah. Being able to listen to some of your podcasts, I haven't gotten all 11 down yet, but it seems like the people that you've had on that have been at the school have a lot of positive things to say yeah. about how, you know, regardless of what the world was doing, mm-hmm. this this one thing was something that helped me out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we have um, more guests that will be talking about that too, probably, because a lot of our people have gone here and it's always been impactful yeah i like i've i have lifelong friends because of this school and because of this church like i have lifelong friends that i'm gonna have forever amen and memories that i'm gonna have forever um one thing i wanted to ask you is um because of this church has a big thing called green oak ranch do you ever see yourself going there oh. helping out or funny you should ask um so i went this last year for setting up yeah you know on the first day we got a and you know a portable sound system that I used at my former church, and we were able to kind of help each other out in a way, so I went down just to make sure it got set up well, and everybody you know was comfortable with it 
And, uh, yeah, while I was down there, I was like, hey, you know, this could be kind of fun. So I'm looking into maybe offering my services for next year. And, uh, and then as Rory grows up, you know, I'm sure I'll probably get involved in many different areas of what Green Oak Ranch is. And it's a blessing. But, but it, it relatively is new to me. I don't know a whole lot. I never did that as a kid, you know. Mm. Um, so all the stories and stuff, I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop on some of them, but it looks like, you know, the kids enjoy it and they have, um, you know, the opportunities to learn about Jesus and, uh, and make friends, and uh, so why not get involved? That's what we're yep. about, right? I have a gore sticker on my phone because it's like the most important thing to me, and it's a huge thing for us here at the church. And yeah, I I think that you should be involved. Well, thanks. Yeah, no, I. In case that wasn't clear, he said gore, which is his pronunciation of the acronym G O R for Green Oak Ranch. That's not just mine. It's a lot of I've people. never heard anyone say gore before. That's just guar. No, very it, different. It's never been a, a very known. I believe you. Thing that it's been said. I, I, I didn't just make it up. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's that's definitely on the list of things that I'm excited about, you know, doing and and learning. So. Yeah. I can tell you endless stories sometime. We don't want endless stories right now. I know that's why I said sometime. Take a while. We could have an episode dedicated to it. We could. We'll have your people call mine and we'll yep. schedule something. I don't have people. <laughs> Neither do I. Jason's people. I don't know, man. You got a business card, don't you? Maybe. <laughs> I was thinking about making some for myself. Just Jake Mathis, entertainer. Business cards are funny, you know. They uh, people love them or hate them. <laughs> They're good to clean teeth. If the you people who like own them, them or the people who receive them or both. Both probably. Okay. But it's like some people are really like, hey, do you have a business card? Yeah. If you have a business business card, you're legit. You know, you're on the level. Yeah. And if you don't, you're like, oh, I might call you. I have two, and there's only one that people ever want. Yeah, that's true. I was going to bring that up today. He gave out his business card. It was pretty great. She's, she's she was amazed. She was. I'm <laughs> famous on her Instagram page now. She asked if you could touch the rim standing up, and I was like, I don't think anyone can. What? That's not true. Okay. You are the tallest person. So you graduated high school from Brethren. I did. And then what? Um, well, after that, I was still kind of... College was not necessarily something I was excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got, you know, I, I didn't really plan. I didn't send out an application like, I'm going to go to this college when I graduate. I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any searching. I just figured, well, if I do do college, I know some people in the music department at Fullerton, so I'll just go there. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. And I um, I got an applied voice scholarship, so I got free choral lessons for singing and I was in John DeBay's choir. Um, but, you know, I had gotten, I think, after the first, you know, two years, just kind of tired of being in school. I didn't learn that way. You know, the school system wasn't set up for the way I learn, you know, and, and a few of my friends. Um, so it was just more of a waste of time. I'd rather, you know, be out applying those mm-hmm. things and learning, you know, firsthand yep. than reading it from a book. 
Um, and that's how I've been about everything. So, you know, I just have to see it once. You know, it's like a you go to fix something and you watch a YouTube video now, yeah. like like what most people do, and and then there now you're an expert and you can go do it. Um, but kind of, you know, that's kind of the way I, I do everything. You know, um, the the show how it's made when that first came on, I was mm-hmm. like, this would have been great in school. <laughs> um, but for me, it's I'm I'm lucky it's that easy. I can just kind of go, okay, I've seen it done, and now I can copy it. Yeah, and um, and then you know learn as you move along. But that's that's kind of the way I do everything. That's how I do worship songs. You know, um, you know I hear it and go, okay, I can do that. Yeah, and then we're doing it Sunday. <laughs> so you were you were there for two years. I was roughly, at yeah. Cal State Fullerton. No, no, this was Fullerton City College. City College. Yeah. Um, did you have a – what I'm going to get to is your time in New York because I'm uh-huh. fascinated by that. <laughs> but before that, um, did you have – like growing up, through high school, through those first couple years of college, did you have a plan of like this is what I want to do or were you just constantly like I need to – working on figuring it out? Like did you have something you wanted to do that you were thinking of working towards or was it like something will come when it shows up? Well, yeah, in a degree – I did, or to a degree I did, you know, music was going to be what I was going to do. And I was in a band. The band started to do more. College got less important. The band started to do a tour. So it's like, well, I won't be able to go to those classes. Mm-hmm. This and was during the college time? Yes. Yeah, the second year I, I met some people that played, and we started hanging out. And, and you know, a band started to form. Um, and then, you know, at, at that point, you know, it just started to become about selfishness. You know, I, uh, I wasn't ever a, a questioner, a non-believer, a disbeliever. I knew who Jesus was. I was just, I think at a point where, you know, you can tell me no and why, but I need to figure it out for myself. Mm-hmm. As most of us are at some point, you know. So I, unlike, uh, I mean, uh, not unlike anyone else, you know, went off and did my own thing. And, and uh, you know, I'd been going to church every day, so it was, like, nice to have a break from that. Um, in the beginning, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, the band thing really took up probably about five years. And, and um at the end of the band thing, it was it was it was not the message I wanted to put out there, um, and it finally caught up with me. You know, mm-hmm. like I can't do this anymore, um, and that was that was good. But I didn't turn around yet. Um, at that point in time, you know, it was like looking for another way to fill my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was dating a girl. Um, couple years later and uh i was basically at the point of not knowing what i was going to do and i'm like i don't want to be a server i don't want to fix stuff all the time so this is like 24 25 years old this yeah 25 25 you know 2008 um 2007 2008 um so i met this girl and and uh she had a dad out here in Northern California and a mom in New York. And she goes, I think I'm going to 
moved to New York and helped my mom run her business. And uh, I said, well, that sounds like fun. I don't need to stay here. So I went too. Um, and um, I worked for her mom. She owned four shops in uh, Midtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, so right below Central Park on 6th and 59th and 58th. Two shops there, one on 3rd and 50th and one on Lexington and 56th. Um, what kind of shops are high-end uh, leather goods, handbags, mm. wallets, purses, briefcases, and luggage, like nice. to me, stuff like that. Way overpriced. Super <laughs> nice. Oh, well, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, it, it was interesting. You know, I you know, had some sales background, so I could do that. But I also, you know, built a few things and helped out. Um, but it was – I lived there for a year, and I worked six days a week. You know, I lived um, – Across the Hudson, um, like right on the Hudson, it was an amazing place that, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to live in. Um, being, you know, it's right on the Hudson. You've got the view of New York. Mm. And um, I was actually, you know, um, right outside my apartment is where Sully landed the plane on the Hudson. Um, oh, wow. I, mean, I, that's, I lived right there. It was It was pretty cool to see and... And, um, but, you know, I never really did much, you know, I didn't do the sightseeing. I didn't mm-hmm. go to the empire states building. I didn't go to see the, the statue of Liberty. You were working all the oh, time. I was working man. all the time. New York's fun. But I mean, I, I, I drove every day in the city. I had a parking spot, you know, so I got to experience city driving and actually I kind of liked it. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's unique. it wasn't a big deal to me. I remember <laughs> one time I saw this Porsche driving down the street and this big semi driving down the street. I'm like, Oh. It looks like they may hit, and then they totally hit and kept on going. I was like, "Gotta love New York, oh, right?" Man. Um, but yeah, driving, driving is a completely different beast for me, and I just love it. Um, it doesn't matter where I'm at, really. But I didn't find it a pain or mm-hmm. uh, or anything. It was just fun. It was a new place, but yeah, New York. Uh, I I woke up. You know, in our relationship uh, with my girlfriend at the time was just starting to get kind of toxic. We're, you know, not the same people. We never really were the same people, but I was running from God and wanted, I didn't know what I wanted. (laughs) Hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, one day I was fortunate enough to wake up and I heard the Holy Spirit just saying, you know, it's time to come home. It's, uh, you know, have you figured it out yet? You're not going to get anything out of this world. You're not going to, you're not going to fall into some amazing, you know, life situation. And, you know, it's, uh, you, you know, you need to start using Jesus in your life. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I was, you know, at the end of that relationship, um, you know, we were ready to split ways and, and, um, and I called my parents and, you know, and asked that really nervous question, you know, hey, could I move back in <laughs> at, you know, 26 years yeah. old? And they were nice enough to to um, just love me and uh, and say yes. And, and um, you know, we, they didn't, uh, you know, there were expectations, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But it's not like I got a list of you have to, you have to, you have to. They yeah. just said, you know, come home and. And at that point in time in my life, I realized, hey, I need to, 
you know, stop, you know, dating and stop hanging out with the wrong people and just start focusing on your relationship with the Lord. And, you know, you've got a great family that loves you and, and a church that would just embrace you. And, um, so I came back and, and, uh, slowly God started to open doors in my life. And, uh, and one door, um, was Oasis community. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was a church um, plant from Not Avenue, Not Not Avenue Christian Church, and um, I came in. They had been planning, you know, to plant and went through that whole preparation stage for, you know, half of a year, and then they planted, and then, right when they planted, you know, because looking back, we figured out, you know, how God worked everything out. It was kind of cool to see, but I had just started coming to this church, and I got you know, an invite to come play electric guitar on the worship team in the back. And I wasn't singing or anything in those days. I was just playing along and having fun. And, um, and uh, that was, you know, thanks to Alan Whitbeck and Phil and and the whole team just for, you know, giving me that opportunity to uh, use my gifts for the, you know, for the kingdom instead of for my own. Uh, So that was, that was kind of the beginning, and then as I started to do that, I realized, well, shoot, you know, living in Anaheim, coming out to Long Beach, I love it, but I, it's so hard to get plugged in on a daily basis, and, mm-hmm. you know, even gas money back then was an issue, you know. So driving out, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know, it was enough to be kind of an imposition. And, um, you know, so I just sit, you know, started praying for, three months, you know, God, would you uh, open up a door in my own backyard? You know, help me build relationships, you know, where I live, yep. you know. And uh, I was working at Chili's at the time, part-time. Yeah, nice. Chicken and, uh, Yeah, it was, it was a Sunday night, and uh, this party of 14 walked in, and mm-hmm. they're like, Jason, that's your, your table. And I was like, oh, wow, my first big group all by myself. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, you know... Went went over, greeted the table, and started taking drink orders, and and uh, got it all done. I'm like, you know, one of those guys kind of looked familiar. So when I'm coming back with all the drinks, you know, I, I I just take a chance. I'm like, I put my head, poke my head through the table. I'm like, Chris Carmen, is that you? He's like, Jason Dunn. I was like, Oh my gosh, how are you? And we started talking, and his mom and dad. His dad was the the pastor at this new church plant, and um, and. Uh, his mom goes, well, what do you do, Jason? I go, well, I like to think my job is, um, you know, working at a little church in Long Beach, helping out with the worship team, but, you know, Chili's kind of pays the bills. Yeah. Um, and she goes, oh, well, we're looking for a worship pastor. You should come over to our church. And I'm like, yeah, sure. That's, that's nice, you know. <laughs> Thinking you're a little off and crazy, but whatever. That's nice. And um, kind of laughed it off, and then I got home, and I'm like, you idiot. This is exactly what you've been praying for. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the light bulb's a little loose, evidently. Yeah. And come on right away. Um, so I, I went there, and it was funny. I showed up my first time checking out the church, you know, making sure they're not a cult or something like that, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, had just come, I, just come, yeah. I, I had just come from a funeral, so I'm in this really nice suit. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I walk in, and nobody else is in a suit. I'm standing out like a sore thumb, and immediately Liz sees me, oh, Jason, come on. And so she had a seat for me up front, and I, I uh, started listening, and I went, hey, you know, this is uh, all in line with, with my theology mm-hmm. and what I grew up with, you know. 
it's a non-denominational church, but you know I, they're hitting all the points that I think are important. And and um, so I sat down with Mike and said, well, um, you know, I I like your church. It's a lot of fun. You know, they met in a community center in Anaheim, uh, so it was a trailer, you know, set up, tear down every week kind of church. But that was cool. Um, it was a little different. And um, first thing I noticed was just how well everybody knew each other. Hmm. So I, you know, said, you know, I I think. You know, I'd like to get involved, you know. So About how big was the community at that time? 100 people. Okay. And, you know, it, it went to about 100 and I'd say 25, you know, average for, for our, bit, you know, yeah. uh, biggest portion of, of attendance um, on, a, on you know, a Sunday. And it was Sunday evenings, too. That was the big mm. thing about this plant. It's like we, we want you to sleep in Sunday morning, watch a little football, and then come to church. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we planted ourselves. <laughs> Jake's eyes yeah. perk up at the idea of yeah. sleeping in and watching. Football. Sorry. They eventually went to Sunday morning. So I'm sorry. It's not, I, not available anymore, but, um, <laughs> but it was a church plant that, um, that immediately opened my eyes to a new world. We, we planted ourselves where we did to get to know the Muslim community. Mm. Um, it's a very, um, very densely populated. They call it Little Arabia mm-hmm. um, on that strip of Brookhurst, you know, just south of the 5 Freeway, 91 Freeway, down to Catella. There's kind of a mosque at the end and a mosque at the beginning of that strip there. And it was our goal just to go out and start getting to know everybody. So we'd – my favorite thing is eating, as, as many people in ministry evidently. Um, so we started eating at all the places and getting to know people and – and then we would do prayer walks, you know, on Saturday and go into the businesses. And, and a lot of them, there was some turnover there. So we'd welcome them in and bring them, bring them some gift baskets, you know. Um, and it was a really cool, brand new kind of opportunity for me. I'd never been, one, very involved in outreach mm-hmm. um, and evangelizing. Um, so it was... It was a great, great place to learn. There were some really amazing men and women there that, um, and still do love the Lord very, very much and just have a passion uh, for the lost. And um, so I, over the course of my almost six years being their worship pastor, I I was very uh, graciously loved and given the opportunity to uh, kind of learn as I went. Uh, my competency, you know, got better and better. Uh, but when I messed up or, or something maybe didn't go the way it should have gone, uh, you know, with with either worship or planning services or stuff, it was it was never a big deal. It was just like, hey, all right, so we figured out that doesn't work. Um, no, we'll try it this way. Um, so I was very fortunate to be in that type of environment. Mm. And um, I met my wife there. Um, kind of a funny story. <laughs> Um, I met her at a worship night, like I mentioned earlier, and um, I was playing with her cousin, who was the drummer. And um, I remember seeing her, and then for a year I never saw her. Again, she um, went back to Knott Avenue and then eventually came over. But when she came back, <laughs> she's um, Liz is trying to hook us up. You know, she's always mm-hmm. playing matchmaker. 
And uh, she's like, Jason, Catherine, Catherine, Jason. I'm like, oh, I remember you. You you were wearing the uh, green shirt at the worship night. <laughs> not sounding oh, creepy yeah, at all, right? That, that didn't <laughs> not not at all. Right um, but it was so funny because I I did remember her. I was like, oh no, I really wanted to get to know you because you seemed like a really cool person, and then you were just gone. Um, and uh, thankfully that didn't scare her away, and she thought it was sweet. <laughs> lucky, um, luckily, luckily, yeah, lucky me. Um, so. You know, a mix of having a church plant where, you know, you you make your own mistakes and you fix them instead of going to an established church and fixing yeah. somebody else's mistakes. So it was it was kind of cool to be able to be in that setting and then be here as well. Because in the morning I was here, in the evening I was there, and I did yeah. that for five and a half years straight. And, and it was really cool and a great learning experience for me that I don't think um, I would have ever gotten in any other type of situation. And and with the people there, you know, they were all strangers when I walked into the building for the first time, yeah. you know. And when I walked in here, it's like half the people knew me because, you know, they changed my diapers. So <laughs> it's kind of a different different feel. And um, so I think because of that, I, I was a little more relaxed and slowly started to get really comfortable. And now, you know, it's kind of balanced out. Um, but... Um, yeah, Oasis Community was a was a huge uh, blessing from God, and it was an answered prayer completely. And going back and telling the story, you know, and talking with the people from dinner that night at Chili's, yeah. you know, we can I, I can honestly 100% say God said yes, and these are the people. Mm. And um, so that is, you know, the beginning of, you know, how God started to go, okay, you know, you've you've figured it out. You know, you can't do this on your own. You need me. And uh, when you apply <laughs> me to your life, um, things start working out. And uh, it's, of course, never the way you plan or, or expect nope. it or want it to be. But, you know, looking back right now, I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. Um, so at this point... Um, what what was the question to begin with? New York, <laughs> New York. So yeah, New York. That's right. That's how far off we got. Yeah, so I mean, so New York. Hey, was a, was that a, was a pretty good detailed story. Yeah. New York was the, the big turning point. Yeah. Um, so when did you <laughs> when did you make your move full time to our church? Um, I did it in July of last year. Mm. Um, Oasis went through some changes and um, had a new pastor come in, uh, Glenn Bakel, a really cool guy. He's up in Reno now, um, and he's got a, a great family, four kids. And and uh, I was kind of bummed out because we had just started, you know, get to know each other. Um, but they uh, they had a different plan for growing the church and moving to mornings and stuff. And, and at that point, I had been kind of convicted you know, about only being able to give 50% of my time to each church mm-hmm. because you really have to look at it as this is my family and this is my family. Yeah. One's not a job, you know, and as soon as it becomes that way, you know, you, you really should ditch one. Um, but I was fortunate enough to have that scenario work out for five years. And, and finally, at the end, I realized, well, I've learned quite a bit. But at this point, 
to apply what I've learned and to start building relationships. I, I really need to go down to one. Plus, we were about to have a baby, and going to two churches was, was already, you know, kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, you know, and my wife was kind enough to to do that with me. Um, but with the baby coming, we're like, you know, it's a new season. God's been working, and God used this in our lives and brought us together, and and it's great. But you know, chapter it's time to turn the page and. Yeah. So we came here, um, and then I've been fortunate enough to kind of be full-time in two part-time positions. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a huge blessing. You know, I've um, I've always wanted to get more involved. Um, so the last two years, you know, being able to be here, or, you know, during the week and, and build relationships um, has, has been, uh, you know, kind of phase two, I guess you could say, you know. Um, you know, and my wife, Catherine, um, she is, uh, you know, we've got a bunch of younger families now and a lot of babies coming, mm-hmm. you know, yep. so she's got people, I've got people that, you know, we can talk with and, and go out with and share life with. Um, so, you know, five years ago, we didn't really have that and mm-hmm. Oasis was that, but I, you know, I, I'm seeing God again, you know, kind of move and, and say, just, you know. Things are things are okay. Things are working out. Just keep on trusting me. Yeah. Did the the family aspect that you had here kind of help with that decision? Um, because how you are, like this <laughs> church is connected to your family. Like. Yes. Um, it. Um, yes, it helped. Um, I mean, it definitely didn't hurt it. Um, but the main thing was, I just, I feel called here. Mm. Um, I feel. When, when I'm having, you know, our little LTGs um, that we call life transformation groups, that they're they're really sharpening me up. They're they're encouraging me to uh, maybe reexamine some some things and mm. maybe adopt some new beliefs. Um, I meet with Ed Cashman right now, um, and he's my old Bible teacher from Brethren, uh, who I was maybe not one of the best students in his mm. class. So to come back now and get to hang out with Ed has been phenomenal. We meet at Chick-fil-A and Del Taco. You know, we switch them up every other week. And Rory comes with me sometimes, and Ed loves Rory. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, and Rory loves Ed, too. Um, but, um, yeah, Ed was, you know, probably really the first LTG this this last uh, year and a half that has been very life-changing because – you know, Ed's been married for a long time, and I'm married now, and he's got kids. So, finally, getting to ask some questions, you know, like, "Hey, you know, how do how do I love my wife like Christ loved the church?" And yeah. he kind of laughs at me and says, "Good luck." No, um, <laughs> but uh, but no, really, um, the the wisdom that comes with LTGs and talking to uh, you know somebody that's been through it is you know uh, beneficial in in numerous ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hopefully, you know, uh, apparent to my wife and my kids, um, you know, that, you know, these are all things that are, you know, um, benefiting not only me but them. And mm-hmm. So, you know, Catherine's been really uh, encouraging in, in that way and, you know, curious to, you know, know how we're doing and what we're talking about. And, and uh, so that's that's been kind of new. Um, 
And uh, so everything right now seemed to turn and shifted into let's start working more on relationships and and stop worrying about everything else. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, meet uh, meet with Ed, um, meet with Phil, and uh, just have you know some hours during the week to uh, you know to toss out some questions and you know ask for some prayer and you know, be praying for them as well and just learning about, you know, the needs of our community mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and how we can, you know, help. So, yeah. Um, so I'm going to rewind a bit unless you were more questions in that line of questioning. Uh, I have questions, but I don't know if they follow behind this or if we can do them later. But I mean, I can just do them now. Um, so, you worship. You're a worship leader every Sunday, pretty much. Um, is there songs that you necessarily like? What is your least favorite song to play, <laughs> and what is your favorite song to play? Anything with a B flat in it, um, and a, if I don't have a cape on, I, I get a little uh, annoyed. So, for people who don't know what that means, can you give me an <laughs> like example me of what song that'd be? <laughs> oh, I mean, it could be any song, really. We, I, I pick the keys for most of the stuff we do here, just because. I, I am leading, so yeah. I, I, I want <laughs> to be able to sing it. Um, but I also want to put it in a key that's, you know, easy for everybody else. And sometimes that works out. Sometimes it mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, but if somebody else is leading a song, you know, we might change the key to mm-hmm. facilitate, you know, whatever um, um, works for them. You know, I'm a baritone. Uh, most songs I hear today are like tenor range so they're a little higher than i can go so i tend to lower stuff a little bit but i don't get any complaints so as far as i know people are happy yeah <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> so what's your favorite to play oh um if you had to pick one song to sing every sunday for the rest of your life Ooh, that's tough um So I love playing fast songs, but slow mm-hmm. songs, comp, con, you know, contemplative kind of stuff um, is really where I cannot. I, it's easier to lose myself and just worship and you know pray during worship, kind of in a way, you know, let your mind, uh, mm. you know, just wander in how God is um, blessing you, and um, you know. So I would say, uh, created me. Um, the Mary Rice Hopkins version is a song I kind of sing to myself all the time. Um, but a song that we do currently on Sunday mornings that I really like right now is um, Shepherd. Mm. Um, it's a David Crowder song. Uh, we, we I remember it. when Jason like discovered that song. Oh. I got <laughs> super excited about it. So we were at a we were at a focus retreat again, and this was up at uh, the Oaks. Uh, up by what what lake is that? Oh well, at Big Bear. Yeah. No 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 no. Isn't it's, that where it was close to though? So it's closer to Lancaster. I don't know. Uh, anyways, it's up there at the Oaks, um, and I had, we we get each you know it's like a three day retreat, and on the midday we get like a four hour five hour block for yeah whatever we want to do. So some guys go golfing. So I went golfing that year. 
and got teamed up with Ryan. Uh, Ryan's a cool guy. He lives out in Winona Lake. He does what my wife does, actually, mm. um, for the for our community of churches. And um, so we were just talking about music, and he was a metalhead growing up, too. So we were like, oh, my gosh, you remember that? And we're like, yes. Yeah. And we got to have that experience with music during our golf game, and that was pretty cool. But heading back, he's like, you know, this is a worship song that they did last year on the East Coast at their big, you know, yearly get-together. And I'm like, no, I've never heard that. He's like, oh, well, yeah, you should play it. So uh, when we got back from the golf game, I pulled Bob and Phil in. I'm like, hey, let's do this song tonight. And they're like, what, what, what song is that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to learn it right now. Um, but we learned it, and we played it, and I've been doing it ever since. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, you know, for me, memorizing is not as easy or, I mean, it could be easier probably if I spent more time on it. But for me, remembering songs is a lot easier than just mm-hmm. a dry passage without a melody. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was a big turning point, you know, from going from selfish into, you know, letting go and, you know, you know giving it giving it all to God, laying my crown at his feet. And, and uh, so those songs that I learned here growing up and the hymns and, and worship songs, those that's kind of what always played in my head. Mm. You know, I, I would hear those words. I would hear the melody behind them. And uh, they would be, you know, kind of uh, little nudges, you know, hear the get back on the path. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Shepherd, you know, I just, I love, I love that song right now. <laughs> Very good. I really like the song uh, "To Build Your Kingdom" here. So if you uh, ever wanted, to we do do that one. that one. It has been a while. I like that one. Yeah. It's very fast paced, but it's yes. a very good one. Well, it's fun. Yeah, Rescuer is the other one we're doing mm-hmm. by them right now. And then the kids for chapel here at the school they love Lighthouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. they jump they up and down. I, th- I thought the building was going to collapse. They were, we'll say, worshiping so mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, yeah. Lighthouse. Uh, <laughs> we did at camp. I think we still do it at camp, but we it was like one of the main songs at camp a few years ago, and it's a good one too. But and then I I, I uh, nudged the guy to do uh, to build your kingdom here uh, at camp, and he's like, it's so hard to play, but sure. <laughs> and so we played it once, and it was fun. When you guys do my beloved, that's oh I yeah, that, dude. So we I um I love the neon album. Um, that Crowder did, but we, we kind of copy the passion one, a little more country mm. folky feel. And I like uh, those ones. And that's, you know, we've got some, some people that are just incredibly gifted here. And, um, we've got kind of our own sound, Los Altos worship sound yeah. and, and, uh, my beloved, you know, and, uh, like who can compare to you is another song, mm. uh, Bethel music did. I like the music. Not so much their theological beliefs mm-hmm. as a church, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, so we do do Bethel music, but um, but you know, just uh, it's got kind of that folky, bluegrassy. I, like I like that feel. Um, feel and it's it's just fun really cool. Energy. It's fun, yeah. Never thought that would be church music growing up. Oh yeah, but ever, I, I love ever. it. <laughs> it's so much fun. That's kind of what I walked into one of the first churches I ever went to. They were up front playing a banjo. I was like, I can't do this. I wish. <laughs> if I, God could only hear you now. I know. I ran away. But, <laughs> and then it, a song like Oceans brings me to tears every single time. And you guys play that one a lot. In that one. 
Okay. Oh man. I will say that that is a song I that can easily be overplayed. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but when it's done right, it it hits. Yeah. <laughs> and it normally hits when someone does it right though. Well, man. our our special guest speaker wants that to be one of our songs tomorrow night. Oh, I'm gonna cry tomorrow night. So you should find the version on YouTube that you like. I know exactly what band. Well, I mean, okay, good. It's the band that I enjoy the most for Christian music. All right. So Great. don't worry. Beautiful. Is this a secret? For what? The, the band? Our guest the band. speaker is... No. Oh, it's yeah, the, the guys <laughs> who The guest sing. speaker is going to be a secret just yeah, for fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's no. not we, even like... We didn't even mean to. He just kind of forgot last week to tell them that he's coming. So we're just like, let, oh, <laughs> he, she, they, we don't know, uh, is coming. So we we're just like, you know what? Let's just um keep it a secret. Uh, I like... Um, what is it? Ren Company, right? Something like that? Ren Collective. Ren Collective, there we go. Yeah, they they stole my version of Oceans. Oh, really? Yeah, I was playing that years, <laughs> years before they did drink? that. No, it's not <laughs> oh, I, I just laughed that you called them the Ren Company. Well, it happens sometimes. I forget words, and I just push play on my phone. I, I don't know, necessarily I just, look I wasn't, I laughed, and then you know, I moved on. They, I put, they just put out a kid's album. Yeah. Have you heard it? Uh, not all of it, but... I've heard some. So good. They, so I think they're nine. great. I gotta look that up. And I love how they have like the folky feel. Mm-hmm. Like I love that feel and like not non Christian band, but like I love like how like of is it of mice Mom- and men? How Mumford and Sons, Mumford there we go. And Sons. They have of that feel. Mice and men. <laughs> they have one song that is very folky, but stop. But like <laughs> Mumford and Sons, their folky feel I love. And yes. plus like isn't it like can't you like break down the lyrics and they somehow relate back to Christianity? I've heard that, but I, I some, can't speak to it. Some Mumford. Yeah, like we should do that sometime because like I I enjoy them and like the folky feel and like it's just it's fun music. I agree. Uh, <laughs> it happens. I'm sorry. Isn't that a metal band? Uh, I of think they have some. I mean, besides of being one of the most well-known pieces of literature in the history of this country. Look at the um, flowers, Lenny. I've never actually read it. Wow. I know. I didn't I could probably read tell things you, when I was in school because I, I didn't like being what told what to read and then being told that I had to write about it. I have that problem, too. Just give me nine books you want me to read just so I read them and I'll read them. Don't make me do stuff. Anyway. Um, <laughs> or do you have more? Um, what was your biggest adjustment when you became a father? Like, what was the... Oh, man, tone <laughs> shift. <laughs> I, I don't know. I probably still need to make it. Um, <laughs> you know, um, gosh, you know, it's giving up your time wanting to stay in bed when the baby wakes up, you know, stuff like that. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm just learning how to not be selfish anymore. And, uh, it's tough sometimes. That's, that's always been my biggest thing. You know, it's, uh, it's an easy trap to fall into. Um, so what's, what, so looking back over the year and two months, right? Mm -hmm. About, um, what would be the advice you would give yourself day one? Just say yes. And get whatever my wife wants. <laughs> <laughs> Would probably be good advice. Um, Excellent. 
probably good. Next for, question. Yeah. <laughs> but th- there's really nothing I wouldn't do for Rory. Um, it's it's easy to, you know, now it's just like that's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, God God knew what He was doing. <laughs> that concludes my questions for me. <laughs> I, I I think you know if I had a little boy, you know, I would definitely love him very much. But having a little girl is is. It feels like, I don't know, it just feels, I mean, like I have nothing to compare it to, but mm. it just feels very special. Um, not that a boy wouldn't be special, but <laughs> like, you know, God's trying to teach me a few things here. Mm. Um, and uh, and it's really easy to put yourself in the back seat when you've got such a pretty little girl that, looks at you like you're everything. Mm. So um, it softens your heart pretty quick. I may or may not have overheard the conversation that Jason had with one of our congregants the other day on Sunday morning. And it was awesome because she's sitting in the pew and she looked at Jason and she said, the way that you look at Rory and the way that Rory looks at you and just <laughs> runs to you with every like fiber of her being and loves you so much and the way you two interact is incredible. And there was like more, it got into more personal stuff after that as I walked away. <laughs> but I was like, yes, agree. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. No, I am. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. No, God knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get back to that again. But sure. going back early. Um, so growing up, I ask this of all the people that have similar backgrounds, growing up in the church, mm-hmm. knowing about Jesus from the moment, from pro- even before you popped out of the womb, um, where was the time when, like, was there a time when you recognized that your faith was yours, that you knew that this was true, that it went beyond just being information that you knew, that it actually became real to you yes i was uh three years old and uh <laughs> oh i was like <laughs> impressive. dang yeah no seriously i didn't um, do anything when i was three that means anything yeah. to me well now. no it's funny well so i was when i first let me start there since i'm there um <laughs> my um my upbringing was was at the school at that age and um and when i was three i was coming home from school i was at my neighbor's house uh Millie, she used to watch me, and and I remember talking to her about what I learned in school that day, and then I got home, um, my mom came over and got me, and as I'm going to bed, you know, sitting on my bed, my mom's getting ready to tuck me in, I asked, um, you know, do you think it'd be okay if I asked Jesus in my heart? Um, and uh, so that's kind of where it started, um, but... You know, there's numerous times in, you know, a young adult's life, you know, it's like, you know, something they call it recommitting or, yeah. you know, doing things. And, you know, there, there are those moments, you know, like um, when I was in eighth grade, the cry came and played our Friday Forum at Brethren. And they're like an old Christian rock band, but they were really big at the time. And, you know, they had like the altar call. I was like, yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. You know, and, and I wasn't a bad, I was in seventh, eighth grade, you know, like, you know, I really wasn't, you know, needing, I mean, I'm sure we all need, but, you know, it was it was mm-hmm. one of those, you know, kind of stupid kid things, you know. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. Nope. Um, so, 
towards the end of high school, you know, I had a, you know, a much better grasp on things. And, and um, you know, I would say I'd made a very conscious decision, you know, like my junior year. Um, and, um, you know, could defend my faith and believe, you know, you know, what my parents thought me was true, but I was starting to go, no, this all makes sense. And, you know, mm-hmm. putting, drawing the lines from A to B and, and, um, you know, so the, I, I think that's when I really understood everything. But as far as the commitment to say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm done trying on my own, you know, that was really probably 2008. Okay. Um, you know, that's where I was just at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just halfway across the country. We're all the way across the country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, I was like, there's nothing past there. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> with, with you know, no blood ties to anybody, you know, and uh, just kind of feeling um, alone, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that's when I woke up and I could hear the Holy Spirit going, you know, are you done yet? Because <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, daylight's burning, you know, so I came back with that kind of, you know, I've, I've got time, you know, I'm still alive, I still have breath, and and uh, I may have wasted some, but, you know, now it's time not to waste anymore, so. No. Um, and then everything kind of went into observation mode for a few years, you know, and I'm still much more an observer than a, you know, I, I don't necessarily have to give my opinion on things. Yeah. You know, it's being a podcast, I'm talking, but I like to sit and listen, you know, um, so, yeah, I would say, you know, just the need, the uh, the need to feel like, um, you know, I don't need to keep on hurting. I don't need to um, keep on running. You know, it, it it got old. I got tired. Yeah. And the truth, um, you know, just came in, you know, and, and totally, you know, blew me out of the water. Went, yes, I, I do need Jesus, and I, uh, you know, God is a, is a mighty, powerful God that, you know, created everything in my life and uh, everything around me, and things are so big and so complex, and and uh, yet He still loves me. You know, sounds like an old Tom Kell song. Um, <laughs> but there's a there's a David Crowder book, and um, it's an old I think it's called Praise Habit or something like that. It came out like maybe 20 years ago, and he kind of rewrites all the Psalms. And uh, there's one that he wrote or rewrote, which is Psalm 66. And uh, this is kind of the way he put it: All believers, come here and listen. Let me tell you what God has done for me. I called out to him with my mouth. My tongue shaped the sounds of music. If I had been cozy with evil, the Lord would have never have listened. But he most surely did listen. He came on the double. He heard my prayer. Blessed be God. He didn't turn a deaf ear. He stayed with me, loyal in his love. And that last part, I was like, oh, I love that. Loyal in his love. Yeah. So, you know, I am a thousand times lucky over and over again to experience 
God's loyalness and uh, his love. Pretty good. Yeah. He came on the double. I love that phrase. Yeah. And so just the urgency there. Right? It's great. Uh, I love uh, I love hearing other people uh, kind of rewrite it just yeah. slightly. You know, mm-hmm. he's not changing much, but it's just, it makes it a little more personal. Yeah. It's a rain. Because uh, it's, I mean, it's David rewriting David, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, Psalms are special. They are. You know, those... I think out of any book, Psalms is is where you can make it a little personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. So what, based on based on your experience and based on where you're at now, um, what? How do you know? How would you describe how you know that God is real? And that his truth is the truth. Like for you. Like what your life, your experience, how do you know that that is? Uh, simply that the fact that I'm alive and talking to you now is, is a pretty good one. Um, but seriously, seeing fruit, being blessed enough to uh, know that, you know, the hour had passed and I wasn't able to. You know, get the work done, yet somehow, you know, at when the bell rang, it, everything was taken care of, you know. You know, if there was a bill that I couldn't pay and I couldn't, you know, save up enough, somehow it was taken care of. Mm-hmm. Or if there was a need to, you know, um, you know, move something, somebody would be there. Um, and then when there was a need to actually um, start let me start over on that. Um, I can see God in my life in many areas. Um, in my marriage, um, through the way Rory looks at me, um, but mainly in the relationships that I have. Um, it's difficult to describe probably, but you know, hearing the Holy Spirit talk to you, um, you know, for me, that's, that's proof enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can't m- make somebody else understand that, you know, until they've experienced it themselves. Um, but it's kind of, I wish I would have probably paid more attention to this video, but there's a high school student talking about different dimensions and like fourth dimension kind of talking. Okay. And, and I thought it was kind of a cool analogy if we were to take it and, and put it like this. If if you're a two dimension, you know, so he hold, he held up a folder, and I'm sorry you guys can't see this, but this is like let's say it's one plane, mm-hmm. and then he'd get another one that looked just like it, and like this is two planes. So if there's a an organism here, it can go this way and this way, mm-hmm. but that's all it knows because it's two dimensions, right? Yeah. So it doesn't know about the bigger three dimensional world, right? But we do, and we can being three dimensional ourselves, we can look and and analyze that two-dimensional world and understand it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think of God and our, um, you know, relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like that fourth dimension, you know. God can look through everything, see everything. He knows what's going on. He knows how all this stuff works. But we're stuck, you know, in this dimension. Yeah. And, 
you know, we don't have all the answers, or we can't see that. Oh, we can go that way, or yeah. you know. And it's kind of kind of the same, I think, in, in a way. You know, trust um, is something that you you gain and build up when you have a relationship with God, and you start submitting to His will, and you start seeing how He goes. See, I took care of that. See, I took care of that. And, um, you know, we're never going to be able to see it like God sees it. But it's all there. And um, it probably isn't the way I wanted to describe that. But it was it was really cool to see him describe, you know, different dimensions. And I thought, you know, it's kind of like that in our in our own lives with God. You know, he's 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 up there, man, and we're down here. And it's, uh, you know, with DNA... And being so complex, you know, it's, we were created. It's very clear, at least to me, Yeah. you know, I don't know how you could argue it because it's so, you know, it's constructed on purpose. Um, and the world is crying it out, you know, and I, I see it now, and, yeah. you know, it's just humbling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, um, you know, the biggest thing for me is just, I want to, I want to get to know people because I think the best way to explain truth to somebody and explain who Jesus is, is just because, I mean, is, is through, you know, how you interact with them, how you treat them. Uh, you know, and we, you know, we've talked about that forever, and you know, we know that. But really, I, you know, going out and telling somebody they need Jesus is probably not the way it's, you know, going to click for them. Yeah. You know, but through you know slow sharpening and and sharing and, mm-hmm. and growing together. Um. So you know, I, I'm. Uh, not great at articulating, maybe, <laughs> but uh, but I, I I hear the Holy Spirit. And I feel Him, and and I've seen um, God move mountains yeah. in my life. So um, I'm very comfortable trusting that He is Lord, and uh, and and uh, I'm very happy yeah. <laughs> that He is my Lord. Amen. So you mentioned it in the context of your marriage. Um, mm-hmm. So as as somebody who has his own faith and his own relationship with God, and then Catherine is her own person and mm-hmm. her own relationship with God, how do you two come together and with your how how is your separate individual lives? How do you keep your marriage focused on God? Um, you know we we don't do this enough. And maybe, maybe this is a an opportunity to have you hold me accountable. But um, hey. we we've had date nights where we've you know just said, hey, tonight we're gonna pray for our friends. So mm-hmm. you know, send us a prayer request, and we'll be praying for you guys and praying for each other. And uh, those are really cool nights, and and uh, we don't do them nearly enough. Um, but as far as you know the way we believe and think we're pretty close. Um, there's a few things, you know, 
we might differ on, but they're not it, they're not big issue items. They're just little things, you know, more denominational things probably. Yeah. And um, you know, and those aren't big deals, and we don't think they are, so they don't get in the way. Um, but she has love for the Lord. She has a passion for teaching kids. Um, you know, um, she helped out and and ran uh, kids departments for you know twelve plus years um, at not an Oasis and and uh, to see her tell stories and talk about Jesus to kids was the first thing that attracted me to her. And uh, I actually started volunteering on Tuesday nights to babysit kids for the Bible study for the adults um, to hang out with Catherine. <laughs> I love the kids too. Don't don't take me wrong. Yeah. They were most of them were actually in my my wedding too. Um, but that was just the first thing. I'm like, she loves the Lord. She believes, you know, that there's nothing we can do to earn salvation, mm-hmm. but. It's a gift from God, and grace is is, uh, is what we get to share with everybody. And for her to show that to kids and love on them was just like, oh, she would be a great mom, and and uh, she'd be a great wife. And and uh, I'm like, I think I'm gonna hang out with the kids and volunteer. <laughs> and and, uh, and then you know, all those thoughts I got to see, you know, actually play out, and like, you know. Yes, I was right. You know, she is great with kids. And now to see her with Rory and, uh, you know, hear little songs they sing and, you know, Jesus loves me and little things like that. You know, wow. it's, uh, you know, it's simple songs, you know, but, but she's singing them and she's doing it. And, uh, and, uh, those are special times for us. We all, we all sing and play together, um, some nights at home. And, and Rory is, is uh, now singing to, you know, she likes to go, ah, ah. <laughs> so, good. so um, yeah, she, she, uh, she's a very amazing woman and I am very lucky. Hmm. Um, continuing that idea. Um, what does it mean to you to have the opportunity to pass your faith on to Rory? And what do you envision that looking like? Gosh, um, I don't know what it looks like completely yet. Um, But I know that she will see me love her mother. She will see me love people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think because... Um, we do love each other and we have families that are so involved um, that she'll she'll have a good example of who Christ is but um but we'll also make sure that you know she she realizes that you know everybody's gonna let you down so you know even mom and dad may not be perfect but but mm-hmm. Jesus is so you know I, I think you know I think that'll be one of the great joys of our life is passing that on so Mm -hmm. but yeah as far as for me and my example i want her to see me love Catherine and the people around me i have my one last question but do you have anything else that came up yeah but my questions are a little more goofier so (laughs) that's okay we've done it we've done it before so um you have fantastic facial hair (laughs) 
Um, when did you first realize that? Uh, I think fourth grade. Oh. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> so I was I was a soprano in the boys' choir, and then all of a sudden I was a bass. There was no middle ground. It just <laughs> happened. And that was uh, that was in about fourth grade. Um, but the facial hair did come a little later. Yeah, it was, it was, it was more high school. And did, um, were you always like? Did you always have a beard and stuff? Or uh, until they told me to shave, hmm. um, I did go to Brethren in the dark days of no gum chewing and no facial hair. Hmm. And uh, you know, they said no dancing, but we we did get to swing dance actually. Um, but uh, I was actually probably a pretty rotten student at times. Um, I would get a note to go to the principal's office because I had a goatee. And you couldn't have a goatee. You could only have a mustache and sideburns down to your earlobe. And, and what high schooler wants to have a mustache? Or at least in the 90s. Yeah. Um, so um, so I, I would go to my car and shave, and then I would go to the office. <laughs> and they'd be like, you, you're fine. I don't know why I got this. No, I'm like, I have no idea. That's go back to class. Good. Okay. Um, but at that point in time, it was like, you know, I could probably get away with a week and it would grow so fast. It would, mm-hmm. it was just fun. And I don't think shaving is fun. So it's not it's the worst. Um, do you, does your wife like the beard? So no, but <laughs> sorry, I just kicked the mic there. Um, she, she doesn't like long beards. You had it long for a while. I, I did bless her heart. <laughs> um, see, I told you I was selfish. Um, I did shave for Mother's Day. That was a surprise for her. I shaved it all off, and I've been keeping it short and trimmed. She likes me with a short, short beard. She doesn't mm-hmm. like most people. So like what it is right beards, now, pretty much, or no, a little shorter than this. Mm. My my clippers broke two days ago. Oh, oh. right before the pictures on Saturday. I was like, oh, oh man, we're just gonna have to do it. <laughs> so hopefully they come out okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me, I'm just so used to having it now. Mm-hmm. It's like. If I shave, I'm like, who's that guy in the mirror? Yeah. I don't know him. Um, it looks kind of similar to somebody I used to know, just rounder. It really screwed with our entire <laughs> church body. It, it Everyone I, instantly. I got a standing ovation it was from like two people. When so like the day, the first time you came, like shaved and stuff, and then you said hello to me. And like we, we like shook hands or like fist bumped or something like that. And I look at him like I look at Jake. And I'm like, wait, who was that? And I'm like, wait a second, that's Jason. Like, like how does that like <laughs> you just look so polar opposite? I'm like, what? I never would have imagined. Like I I don't imagine this. Like what? <laughs> but like at the same time, I 100% agree. It's like I I normally have stubble because I'm like I am too lazy to shave. Like it sucks and like it's too much work. They need to make it easier. Yeah. So I wish I was Superman, had laser eyes, or I could just <laughs> quickly shave. Those lines are so straight and sharp. <laughs> well, actually, um, but yeah, that's kind of that's that was my my main question, and then kind of one I just thought of just now, and it's kind of just a random question that I should probably just ask everyone. It's okay. I'm it's thinking of one. the answers right now too. Okay, so cool. It's, it's just a dang, fun one that that's... everyone should like kind of know is like, what is your favorite movie of all time? Ooh. I love, love, love The Count of Monte Cristo. Hmm. I just think the film is great. Not necessarily the revenge story, <laughs> but just that film. I love watching that film. It's so funny. The guy that plays Jacobo, I don't know what his name is, but 
It's so great. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. And Jim Caviezel is good in the role, too. Um, but I love period pieces, stuff like that. Mm. Um, you know, I love 16th, 17th century. Mm. Um, history's always been really fun for me. You know, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Um, but yeah, favorite movie, Count of Monte Cristo. Um, and then, you know, there's so many other ones, mm. but Little Miss Sunshine, some music. I love that movie. I love that movie so much. That's so great. Um, oh man! And, and and there's you know there's really so many, but um, you know, huge Lord of the Rings fan. Mm. Um, I grew up with some Tolkien books. Um, got a first edition somewhere too. Oh, wow! Um, and um, you know, I have the Hobbit narrated on record from like the BBC company in 1977. I used to listen to that growing up and. Um, and then anything Star Trek or Star Wars, I can quote, you know, like, you know, 30 seasons of the show. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, those would be my favorites to expand on uh, your question there. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it all fits under the same kind of umbrella of, like, kind of a pulp culture question. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, totally stoked about Disney+. Plus. Sponsor is Disney. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question then. What is the most interesting, exciting, meaningful, any other adjective of that nature thing about Jesus to you? Um. not a short answer um, <laughs> and it's fun just trying to think of some um, you know right now I'm reading um, with Ed we're in uh, John and um, you know we just finished the woman at the well and and uh, and then he's preaching and everybody's gathering around him and and he's telling everybody no not yet people are coming to get him he's like no not yet and just keeps on going no it's not time yet and uh To me, what I've been thinking about is, is, you know, how, how, or at least how he's portrayed as just, I'm doing my dad's work, I'm doing my father's work, and I'm not done yet, so, um, I've been thinking about, you know, whenever the devil tries to tempt me or get into my head, that's a, that's a pretty good answer, no, no, I'm doing my father's work, and I'm not going to listen to you right now, it's not... It's not time, and it will never be time, actually, for you. Um, it's kind of a, it's just, it's, um, you know, it's always encouraging. Um, but ask your question one more time so I can give you a real answer. <laughs> that's what just is, something cool that I've, I've that stood out to me when I was reading. What is the most interesting or meaningful or exciting thing about Jesus to you? Uh, the exciting, most meaningful thing is that he wants everybody to come to him. Um, he has demonstrated by going the farthest out of his way he could go for all of us. Um, and he gives us opportunity after opportunity to just come to him. Um, 
It's like with the woman at the well. It's like, so, who's left to talk and throw stones at you? Nobody? Uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that truth that he's talking about there um, is is pretty powerful. Um, the only person I have to submit to is is somebody that loves me so much um, and loves my neighbor so much um, that he's offering you everything and eternity of of continuing learning and knowledge of who he is because you know even even in heaven I don't think we're gonna know it all it's going to be mm-hmm. a continuous learning of how awesome and big our God is. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then just to do it together, that like Revelation 4 scene, you know, with everybody worshiping in the throne room. So mm. cool. Like Sunday morning is like about as close as we can get to that right now. So yeah. that's for me, that's really cool as a worship leader. But um, but the simple fact is there's so much that we don't know that we're missing and he's given it to us. It's just we got to wait a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's the fact that there's not one person he hasn't invited to the table, mm-hmm. you know, and with any other religion, you know, there's always a scale. There's always something, yeah. something. And with Jesus, there's nothing in the way except for you and your pride. And as soon as you can lay that down and say, God, I need you, yeah. you get everything. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? It's amazing. So hopefully I can be a good teacher um, and and shepherd and explain that. And, uh, you know, that's the goal is to get better and more articulate and precise with um, knowing Scripture and communicating what it says to the people I love and uh, the people I don't know I love yet. I love that. That's a good, that's a good line. I like that. All right, well, we made it. Hopefully I wasn't all over the place. No, you are fantastic. I don't like the phrase, we made it, because it's like, no, like, yeah, we did. Like, a fire didn't happen. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) You're right, I don't know. That just is what went through my head in that moment. Mm. I was hearing Shania Twain, so... I was hearing Buster Rhymes. Whatever it is, it's music. Oh, <laughs> My dad was a big Shania Twain fan. We would listen to her pretty often back in the day. Yeah, our big blue truck. All right. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining us today, yeah, no Jason. Problem. Happy to yeah, be here. Thank you for joining us. You did amazing. Um, yeah. Where come listen to Jason sing sometime. He's phenomenal. Um, Where can the people find us? Uh, you can find us at from spa, from Bob's office on all things that include Twitter and Instagram. We don't have a Facebook because who uses Facebook other than the grandmas? Um, Offended. Could I maybe say one more thing? Yes. Of course. Um, my in-laws, Catherine's parents, are missionaries um, in Globe, Arizona, mm-hmm. and they reach out to the Apache people there. Oh. And... Um, They've been out there for about six years, 
And one of my good friends, uh, he was actually in my wedding and one of the elders from Oasis, they adopted three kids a few years ago, and and they all moved out um, to join my in-laws with um, mission-minded things on the res and, and starting to just live life with these people. And, and right now they're teaching at least the guys, you know, some job skills like how mm-hmm. to be a carpenter and welder. Yeah, they need it. You know, to uh, just hopefully, you know, give them a, a type of resource to make some money and income and also feel some, you know, sense of pride and accomplishment and being able to do things and, and just loving on them and talking about Jesus amongst all that. But um, but my buddy Brian and Shelly, they're living out there now, and um, and uh, they're only about 6% funded. And um, Brian was working um, for a company out here where I used to work. Um, but... Um, they had to downsize a few things, so he's not working from home anymore for them. So, um, being that he lost his job and they're only six percent funded, hmm. um, if you have a heart for missions and you would like to uh, learn a little bit more, um, I know they could use prayer and support. Um, and you can find that info at Pain for God, and that's P A Y N E for the number. God dot Wix site dot com. And um, they could use your prayer and support if you're interested, mm-hmm. but you know it's like a third world it's like a third world country in Arizona. It's pretty amazing to drive I mean, into this and go, This is yeah right here in our backyard. Every pretty much every yeah. Native American like area is pretty much like yeah. that. And it's terrible. Yeah, so if if you're not you know, plugged in at least in, in a missions aspect in some way, at least, you know, supporting somebody or knowing mm-hmm. somebody or, or at least praying for somebody that you know that's in missions or or something like that, you know, I would encourage you to uh, to uh, plug in somehow for someone. But yeah. uh, but I know I know these people, and they're very um, wonderful people that love these, mm-hmm. these kids on this reservation, and, and um, their families have accepted them now, and when they see their car, their their parents shoo them out and go 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 go, because they uh they trust them and that's mm-hmm. a pretty pretty big deal. So I can see God using them and I'd love uh, love for them to be blessed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely check that out. It's a worthy situation and mm-hmm. could use your help. So we appreciate that. I'm sure they appreciate you talking about it, Jason. Thanks. So yeah, <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, in a couple of days with another Frisbee player, that's going to be a riot. Jake has not met this individual. He does this to me all the time. I don't know any of these people. And it's, oh man, he, uh, I can't wait. I literally cannot wait until both of you are in the same room at the same time. That makes me nervous. No, it's going to be fantastic. Are you going to oh, argue? Or are we gonna no, it's just not, it's not going to be productive in any way, shape, or form. Oh, and it's Jimmy. just going to be entertaining. I think I might just have to come to observe. Oh, oh man. yeah. You can sit quietly right there. <laughs> it's Bring a chair in. It is great. Yep. Hit us up. Well, thanks, guys. This has been fun. Thank okay. you. You're welcome it's back been, anytime. It's been thanks. fantastic. I'm Jacob Bomber. I'm Jake Mathis. And I'm Jason Dunn. Have a great day. <laughs>